You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Time of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias here on a Monday, very early. Um, I think it's the last Monday of March for the entirety of 2022, which is fucking, you know, savor that moment, punters and dribblers. Um, my voice a little hoarse from the weekend. Feeling pretty good, all things considered, Edward. Uh, fuck loads to talk about, obviously, and we will get into it more um, in depth at some point, but whew, Manly looking good. Manly looking great. Great way to cope out a great weekend. Mm. Uh, great weekend had by all, um, at least in my little universe. Yeah. Uh, Manly get the two points. We will get to that. But I do repeat myself, Manly get the two points. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, but Manly got the two points. Manly got the two points. Worth mentioning off the top there that Manly now in the points, but we'll get to it. Manly in the points game. Manly in the points, but we'll get to it later. But important nonetheless, Eddie. Very important. Very important, punters and dribblers. Tom, how are the arms, bruh? The arms. Yeah. Oh, the arms. The arms are good. The arms are good, punters, dribblers. Daddy made his triumphant return to the drum kit on the weekend. Triumphant as it was. Drifts made a comeback. Well, it was our comeback farewell tour. Drifts or the Drifts? Well, it's Drifts, but people call it the Drifts. I mean, look, the name is the name. Call them the Drifts. Call them the Beatles. Call them Beatles. Call them the Beatles. Um, but, you know... Drifts the drifts. You can swap it in, swap it out. All our songs on Spotify, whatever, not a big deal. Uh, They're on Spotify or SoundCloud? Spotify. They're on Spotify. Yeah, Harv's put them on Spotify. I like, so you, I can go and listen to Drifts on Spotify. You should. Wow. Yeah, you really should. So it was our comeback farewell tour. Yep. One show, one night only. Yep. At Yuli's uh, in Alexandra. Big night. Yep. Matthew. How are you? No, you're right. Um, big night. Well, we had a lovely lunch, Edward, leading into it, which you were also there for. I was. Also farewelling Henry. I, um, because I was playing, right, because I was drumming, because mm. I was on the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get, you've got to keep your wits about you. We weren't playing till fucking nine o'clock, which was already criminally late. But so we were at a lunch, which usually gets pretty rowdy. Yes, and by four o'clock, I was like, oh, I'm in some big trouble. Because I was thinking, all right, I'm going to go hard early. Like, this was like a marathon. Go hard early, get out to a lead, and then just coast. So what I did was I got out to an, an early lead, and I was, you know, had some rosés, had some tequilas, had some vegan cigarettes, and then I was well out in front. I was significantly out in front of most people. Yeah, you were in, you were in trouble. Well, I was in trouble. I was in good form, I think. I think many would describe it as fine form. Well, I just from the perspective of you were like, I've I've overplayed my hand here. Yeah, when yeah. you got the double tequila, you're like, I've I've bitten off more than I can shoot. Way more. Got a mouthful here. Yeah, I got a mouthful on the go here. A serious mouthful. And I was like, Well, easy tiger. But also I didn't care. No. Because the thought of you fucking up was like that was entertainment enough. Yeah, well that would have been probably worth the price of admission, which was free. I'll have everyone know. But I then just went and I pulled up, ooh, Tommy, and I just stopped stopped drinking for like four hours, five hours. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you pulled right up. Well, I was like, why the hell would I want to go and embarrass myself in front of 
everyone. So, and it was funny because the last time Dad had ever come to watch us play, we were, this was like we were in our early 20s and we were absolutely off our guts. And like, I think Artie, who's the, one of the lead singers of the band, um, at one point was like apologising to people on stage because we were so fucked. And then Dad was like, I'm out of here. Dad used to like work in the music industry. Probably had, he's like, he doesn't need to fuck around, like what you know, indulge this sort of shit, right? Like, it's just like was nah. that the was that the casino night or a different night? No, casino night. We uh, we did all right. Shout out to I can't remember what the fucking casino night was called. Anyway, no, nah, it was one of the ones that like it's uh, the stand, you know, the standard on Oxford Street or Kinsella's or something around there. Like, right, right. right. Anyway. So I didn't want to repeat that because that was the last one. It, I mean, everyone, like, family were there, but I just know the dad last time saw us. We were absolutely blind. So managed to rein it back in, but, and thankfully it didn't. Now, this I, this is just the way it, my life is now because we do this podcast and funny stories almost trump all. As I was playing, the drums were sitting, we were on, like, a raised sort of little... It's not a stage because it was only about eight inches higher than everyone else, but we'll call it a stage. It was on my own stage. And I'm very heavy-legged on the kick drum. Bang, bang, you know what I mean? You like giving it a bit. I like giving it a bit, right? Yeah, sure. During sound check, Eddie, which is the thing you got to do in the music biz, they just check your sound. Um, who checks your sound? Is it self, yourself check? No, no, there's a soundie there who's setting it all up, making right, sure okay. everything works. Sure. Again, it's a very serious business. I said to him, I go, I'm very heavy on the kick drum. It's sitting very close to the edge of this stage that you've built for me. I wouldn't want it to fall off. And he's like, no, mate, you're fine. It's not going to fall off. It's got like carpet and this and that. It's not going to do anything. And I'm like, okay, okay, bro. All right. Anyway, we're mid-show and I'm like kicking away, kicking my heart out, kicking with the best of them. Yep. And this thing is one of the front legs of the kick drum is now like off the edge of the stage it's teetering it's teetering dude like mm. so you don't want things to teeter so as i'm playing i'm having to like stop what i'm doing and drag the drum closer to me and then try and keep playing which obviously doesn't sound good but i'm like so nervous that this thing's gonna fucking fall off and i had to keep doing that through the show or then the song would finish and i'd pull it back and then keep going and in the last song in the last like bit of the last song like the last time we're ever gonna play right this is our this is our fucking crowning glory. Yeah, we saved the best song. This is the last. crescendo. This is a crescendo. Yeah. Everyone is, you know, even barely paying attention at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a forty minute set's indulgent, especially when they're all fucking originals. <laughs> <laughs> and um, very indulgent. I think you scrapped the song as well. Yeah, we, we did scrap one so song as well. More indulgent. Yeah, it would have even been more indulgent. But mm. so it was about to fall off and I'm sitting there playing going, this would be a great story if I let this fucking drum kit just tumble off the stage and clang and clash and bash and smash and fuck everything up. But I bitched out on that as well. So I just had to keep trying to drag it back. Oh, but so that story went nowhere at well, all. Well, I told you. I told you that such is my love and my thirst for yarns that that's what I'm thinking of in the middle of fucking playing. It was like, this would be a good story on no, the but podcast it, that if I let been, it fall. That would have been a nice ending. Yeah, I know, but I'm telling it. you that I, I, I couldn't do that, but that's where my mind goes. What's the like most embarrassing outcome for this that might end up being a fucking yarn? No, I get that, but it's pathetic because you set it up and then it never happened. Yeah, but you know what? At least you know now, punters and dribblers, that when something does happen on the show, it is true. In the sense that I didn't want to fabricate 
some goofy yarn where I'm like, oh. So as you're finishing this, your, your, your last set, the most epic set you've ever done, 40 minutes of super indulgent fucking originals. originals. <laughs> you're pulling back the kick drum. Yeah. At the end. At the Instead end. Instead of just letting it all hang out, yeah. you're pulling it back. I'm pulling it back. Isn't that a fucking... Does that sum it up for the drifts? Well, I was saying it wouldn't be anything more driftsy than just that whole thing fucking collapsing and just everything fucking up. It was funny as well. Was it more driftsy you like pulling it back? Well, dude, that used to happen all the time. I remember times where like back in the day, like the drum kit would break when I'm playing it and I just have to stop playing in the middle of a song and just be like, there's nothing I can do here, guys. You just ride this one out. The kick drum broke. How many fuck ups did you have? Uh, on the night me? Uh I didn't have too many, but you made a good point when you were leaving when you're like, bro, no one fucking can tell anyway. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's a good point. But I would have had a few, but nothing really. The other boys had a couple as well. They were, cause they didn't take my Sober marathon approach. approach, get out fucking early and then slow yeah. down. So they were a little bit more fucked than I was. So it actually, I was like, I don't care. Someone said to me though, I think it was, um, actually a couple of people said to me, they were like, um, never seen you have such a concentrated look on your face it was like oh yeah Burmo fucking tries to act all fucking cool and like he doesn't give a shit day to day and then you see him up there and it's actually you, know, you look like you were shit in your pants I was like well okay <laughs> didn't know that I saw some footage that I was I found to be quite entertaining Fuck yeah, really man. serious Tommy Burns yeah 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 mate trying nothing. to keep beach <laughs> <laughs> trying not to fuck it up oh god oh, yeah yeah. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. No, nah, it was good fun. Thank you to everyone for coming out. Big crowd? Yeah, no, huge crowd. Huge Worth crowd. waiting till 9 p.m. Bro, we were going to be on at 10. And then, thank Christ, I mean, we were going to have some mates of ours who were going to do some, who were going to open for us. Didn't happen. Well, one of them got COVID. So we were like, fucking, right. we were just like, you know what? Brilliant. We can go earlier. Just so everyone knows as well, Gang of Youths opened for us once. Uh, Open for you. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, someone found an old fucking poster. I didn't even remember it. Someone found like an old, like, you know, random ass, like, pub. Oi, bands on tonight. Get down there for a fucking sick one of bands you've never heard of. But Gang of Youths actually was on it. So it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, Gang of Youths. We were going to ask them to come open for us. Didn't. Just for old times. So. Yeah, yeah. If in case to send them the, the flyer and be like, listen, you probably remember this night. It was probably like one of your greatest achievements. Yeah, not all the R's. It's where it all began. International acclaim. But mm. uh, you want to open for us at a fucking at Yuli's? Anyway, so that was me, dude. But we had a great lunch. Lunches are always good. The boys' lunches on a Saturday. Lunches are fun. That's like, what it's all about. Lunches are good. And then we all enjoy our lunches. you know we didn't get you obviously didn't get to come and see me play which is you know that no, was heartbreaking was but you I'm assuming had something better to do because otherwise why would you leave me Well I had to go and we missed a friend's wedding of ours Clash wedding Clash So you were saying their name was Clash I was like that's a so that's a we name. had a dinner booked in which was lovely in Manly Buster shout out to Buster shout out to Manly. Shout out to Manly. We'll get to him, but shout out to Manly. Shout out to Manly. There was something in the air down in Manly. Ripped down there. A few Negronis. A few Tommy's Margs. Oh, yeah. Plenty of yarns. Plenty of giggles. Plenty of laughs. I broke a chair. I was telling. I was so animated telling a story that I, like, let back into it and it snapped. <laughs> 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 that 
that's the like when you get yeah. like pissed and on one like yeah. into a yard yeah, yeah. that's like almost your superhuman strength it's yeah, just yeah. Your, your, I get really strong <laughs> when I'm telling a yarn really strong yeah when you're in and you snap the chair yeah I snap the chair yeah <laughs> yeah and then I had to like send the next 10 minutes sort of leaning forward and then we left so so they didn't know I was like oh, I'm not well, they might be listening now, but... But yeah. did the people you were having a conversation with know you broke the chair? It was all... Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fucking obvious when they heard the snap. <laughs> <laughs> but the restaurant didn't know, because I was oh, like, okay. fuck that. You didn't tell the restaurant? Nah. That's pretty dog of you, dude. Maybe. Least, yeah. Look, I think you probably... I just assumed they had a spare out the back. And well, I mean, all, look, I guess to be fair, if you were just sitting in it being animated, that is what a chair is for. It's not like, like if you were throwing it around and break, you don't pay for a plate look, you break. Look, if I, if that was my own chair and I just bought it, I would be disappointed with the craftsmanship. Okay. Because I wasn't like stomping on this thing. No. I wasn't jumping on it. You are a yarn. You I do, was, you do was, get physical. It wasn't yarn proof, this You're, chair. It wasn't yarn proof. And. It, they need to be. They need to be. It's just in a restaurant. If it doesn't have YP on the side of it, don't sit in it. If you're a yarner of note, yeah, and you're looking to spin a couple, we've got yarnproof chairs. Night. Tell you what, the, fucking oath. The new oh, studio, the new, the new oh, studios, yeah. those are yarnproof. You new ones are yarnproof. We insisted on it. We got yarnproof. We only ever buy yarnproof. Well, but you had to go antique because a lot of chairs these days aren't made yarnproof because it's like the planned obsolescence of the phone. We live in an obsolescent time where people are more interested in making things shit, so mm. you buy more of them yeah. than buying th making things to last. We went antique, we went old school. We've got yarnproof chairs. You'll see them shortly. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, but I had a great night, Tom. Um, you Did know. you finish the yarn after you broke the chair? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, we laughed about it, and then I finished. And it. then you finished it. There yeah. you go. Hey, never let a fucking little <laughs> fucking. A little breakage of a chair, a non-yarn chair. Never let a breakage chair. get in front of a yarn and putters no. and dribblers. Take that to the bank. That's a lesson to live by. Yep. Spend your life living by. Yada yada yada. Yep. Um, what else did I just flopped around the weekend, bruh? Went up to Palm Beach on Saturday, Sunday with Elsa. Just cruise around. Cruise, lovely. Yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, I do. I um. Then it poured rain. I laid on the couch and watched the footy. Steffi took the babies to her mum's on Saturday night because she knew that daddy was. You know, so rock you had the house yourself. Rockstar dad. Did you finish late? Yeah, I got home like three thirty ish. <laughs> well, I mean, that's as late. That's dad late, dude. I mean, it's still late. I don't know what the hell you're trying to. What? What? You know, no, you're selling at the markets. No, I'm not just, doing a five am. It's I'd just because you fucking had. Die. You know, it's just because you had it so all set up. You know, you had your little passes to use and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought you were gonna go hard in the paint. I did go hard in the paint. I'm not going any harder than that, bro. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I've got to fucking deal with children. Get some kids in your life and you'll know what fucking well, that I thought was. you had the whole day off. Yeah, well, I did. But you know that that's always going to come with caveats and that even though I used my Father's Day coupons, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I got coupons for Father's Day last year, which allowed me to get a fucking night off and a day off after. I used them. I cashed my coupons. I knew they were always going to come with caveats where like if I literally did nothing the next day, like, no, nah, coupons. <laughs> I, that wouldn't have flown. It was more like ceremonial coupons. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're in practice. They're, they're fucking in, worthless. Well, <laughs> you know, they're not worthless because I did have a good night and I did sleep in. I woke up at 11, which is... Oh, that's pretty good. That's great, dude. No, like, I got the so day the coupons, off. The coupons work. Dude, the coupons work. Steph didn't come home till fucking three. Uh, right, but after that... 
Well, I, mop, don't get the whole I vacuumed the house, I mopped the floors, right, so yeah. I did some shit, right? right? So technically, it wasn't the entire day off. Were you told to do that? I given did, that's, you, had that's, a, given my, you had a coupon in play? They're my Sunday responsibility. I understand that. I, I know yeah. that they're your Sunday responsibility. And if I push them, then... I'm just wondering, Tom, if... Like, was there, was there a conversation had around the fact that you had clearly played some coupons? Mm. The coupons were in play. They were in play. Was there a discussion around, listen, Tom, you she, don't have to? She said, when will you do it if you don't do it tomorrow? And I said, <laughs> I said, I'll do it. I said, there was a discussion. Yeah, had. yeah. She said, well, when are you going to do it if you're not going to do it tomorrow? And I said, did, did you bring it up saying, listen? No, I didn't bring it up. Because I was like, this coupon, the day off coupon, mm. is giving me a day off. Yeah, it is. So I'm fucking, I need to take that. Now... Then she goes, all right, well, so what about your, your chores? <laughs> you know, vacuum the house, mop the house. I love that you've got chores, dude. I need them. I need something to keep me straight because I won't do anything otherwise. I don't think about like that's – my mind doesn't operate in like, oh, what can be cleaned? Is that in the way? Like fucking there'll be something – when something so – sometimes something will get pointed out to me that I've left on the floor for like a significant amount of time. Next to our bed was about 80 coat hangers. That just sat on the floor. I cleaned when we had there was all this mold in our house, so I had to go and clean all our clothes and wipe all these coat hangers. Those coat hangers have sat next to my bed for two weeks. And she was like, Bruh, you have got to pick them up. I'm like, it's a great point. I've walked past them every day. Haven't even thought it. It's like a tangled mess of shit on the ground. Were they neatly or No, they just bro, all... all like a ball of like a ball of metal. coat hangers, metal yeah. and you yeah. know. Fucking coat hangers. So I need to be kept on the straight and narrow with some chores. Anyway, she brought it up. When are you gonna do it? I said, Don't worry. Listen, I know there's a coupon in play, but mm. I'm going to forego that coupon, the, spe the specificity of it, and I'm going to fucking do some do some chores. But anyway, I got I got home, ordered a pizza at three in the morning. Shout out to whoever's selling pizzas at that at hour. At three in the morning. At that hour. Not yeah. just pizzas generally. No. Well, shout out to people. I fucked shout up. Shout out to pizzas generally. You were, yes. Agree. But on, three in the morning is a fucking big lift. It's a big lift. So on the way home in the Uber, I ordered 20 chicken chicken nuggets from Macca's, realised I ordered them to the wrong address, ordered them to the brewery where I had just been, so they got some nuggets, I hope. I then had to get straight back on there and order a pizza to the house. Why didn't you double up on the nuggets? Uh, because there was none in my delivery area. Oh, Bondi was closed. Yep. Debo. So, found anything, pizza available, brilliant, get it to my house. I get home and now it's just about staying awake for it to arrive in time. Stayed awake and then woke up at 11 the next morning with a fucking box of pizza next to me in bed with some of the pizza left. And I'm going to be honest with everyone that I woke up and I finished it in bed. And I was like, this is weird. Or this is like not, not weird, not great. It's not weird. The optics would be bad if someone were to have, if there was a camera on me. Look, the optics would have been poor. I don't think anyone's going to defend the optics. No. But there's a difference between optics and reality. And sometimes reality trumps optics. Mm. Often it does. Look, you know, I can understand that you lay nude in a pit of your own stench and covered in last night's dinner. Mm. And then you return to the scene of the crime and, and go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish it's the job. A, it's not a great look, but no one's looking. So No, so... <laughs> No one's looking. If no one's Play looking, on. mate, people get up to some weird shit when no one's looking. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Pizza held up all right as well. Pizza does hold yeah, up. Yeah, pizza does. Pizza holds up. You can eat pizza cold, no problem. Even if it's sitting out, it'll yeah. hold up. If you put it in the fridge, it'll hold up. 
It holds up. Pizza holds up. Um, What'd you get? Barbecue chicken? No, dude. I'm a I'm a I'm a seafood prawn pizza guy. You like prawn, don't dude? Prawns are dope, dude. And prawns on pizza just it works. You might say that a prawn is going to hold up less than anything else. It's going to hold up way less. It's got it's got a shelf life. Oh, it's look. look you got to pound it the next you day. At early. Three into eleven. You're looking at what seven? Uh, whatever. No, that doing. holds up. That 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 time frame's fine. That's okay. But, but I don't you think don't, you don't want to push that out into the late arbor. No, you've got a day. Well, not to be left out, but if it's refrigerated, you can do it. Different. But it wasn't refrigerated. No, it wasn't. It was next to me. Yeah, exactly. It's probably quite warm, actually, next to my fucking <laughs> heaving mess. Buttons and Dribbles, we are brought to you by Neds. They are the betting platform of choice here at Hello Sport. Now, you can follow along all of our bets at the In The About Even uh, private group on the Neds app. Also following our profiles. As I've been saying... My civilian bets are where I seem to be doing my best work. My about even bets starting to improve. I can feel myself starting to improve. I did hit two on the weekend. After after back-to-back triple-staked losses. The, the, the triple-staked <laughs> losses for unit scoopers have absolutely cut to fucking uh, the Tiger King. I may never recover from this, um, but the the civilian bets is where you can you can see me getting my work and that is on the profiles. Good for you, Tommy. Uh, Ned's best in the business. Come join along. Join our about even group if you'd like as you well. Mean, you mean, know, wow, Eddie? Just you're repeating me now, are you? I didn't hear you say that. You just where, where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Pixies. Where were you, mate? Pixies. Full pixie stuff. So now you're just going to say you're going to talk about the fucking profiles tab as no. well. You're going to talk about the about even group. Yeah. About even that. Group. Yeah. How do you get in there? That's what I said, code dribblers. Oh, okay. There you go. Good. What 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 what's this ad for again? Neds. Oh yeah, great point. Glad you're listening. Pixies. Pixie Simps. Shout out to Neds. We love you, Neds. We love you. Go manly. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. <laughs> when we talk rugby league. On the podcast, punters and dribbles, we do it for our good friends at KO, the home of rugby league. All games, live, uninterrupted, ad-free during play. If you aren't getting on your knees for KO... Something wrong with you. Yeah. Because it'll be the best experience of your life. KO, make dreams reality. Yep. Beautiful. Because then you're like, oh shit, like how can I possibly watch rugby league uninterrupted and ad-free during play? Dude, you had KO in your mouth, that's why. Anyway, (laughs) let's get into it. So, look, Eddie, I think it's important we talk about it. Um, to kick things off, we said we'd talk about it. It's time to talk about it. Manly back in the winning circles, the winner's column. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Certainly not you or I. Um, getting the job done over a very, very, very impressive Bulldog side. Nothing like the side of 2021. We know that completely different, essentially. Maybe a top eight side, maybe a top four side. The Dogs, a good, honest, gritty one-point win in the wet. Look, good judges have the Bulldogs finishing, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, something like that, Tom. That's good judges. Great rugby league judges. Real judges. Judges of consequence. Real judges. Judges like a judge's judge. Yeah, like a white wig judge. You know, they're a, they're a much improved side. They've got Matt Burton there now who rips and tears. Addo Carr, Pango Jr., Paul Vaughan of Microwave Dinner fame. Like, exactly. And that goes a long way. A microwave dinner will go a long way. Yeah. Um, very little can go a long way in the microwave dinner game. We the know microwave that. dinner goes a long, long way. It does. It goes, it goes a long way. A long, long way. Paul Vaughan gets that. And the Bulldogs are starting to get that. Now, 
People say, fucking hell, Manly barely got the job done against the dogs. For reasons I was just explaining, the dogs are a different side. Mm. We now know that. It was pouring rain. It was torrential on the beaches. I will start with this, though. The new fucking ground looks unbelievable. The Fulton stand. The Fulton stand looks ridiculous. Let's start there. I mean, have you seen a better looking stand in all of world sport? No. wait. Couldn't name one. What they've also done, Tom, which I think was unbelievable and sort of snuck under the radar, mm. but the new pitch? Mm. Okay. Did that fucker drain a dream? Like yeah, yesterday? new turf, Eddie. New turf. Uh, they they dropped the it down turf. a metre, Tom. Yep. They've dropped it down a metre. They've put in new drainage. They've put in cooch. They put I think cooch it's, in. I think it's cooch. I think cooch is... Just running the eye on. over it. I, it, was, it looked like cooch to me. Look... I obviously wasn't there, Tom. No, we weren't there. Wasn't able to make it. That's fine. It was pouring rain. Wasn't able to make it. That's fine. But running the eye test through the TV screen, I saw cooch. I saw cooch. Cooch grass. Uh, All the hallmarks of cooch. Quality cooch. Um, But like, and you know, the commentators were saying, they were saying this is the best piece of grass in, in the entire world. Yeah. That's how well manicured it was. That's how impeccably presented it was Mm. that's how well it held up in the wet now that allowed us to go out there make statements and when the game got tough when it got gritty at the end and someone needed to stand up and be counted mr dce mr 24 field goals 21 i think it's 21 i think it's 24 i'm happy with either i thought they said 21 last night and i was like oh 21 21st could be wrong I think it's 24, and I think there's two people ahead of him, 25, 26. But I think he's on 24. It's a shitload of fucking one-pointers to hit, isn't it? Mate. Like, it's difficult to count to 24. Let alone kick Let alone that many. Let kick 24. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 24. Boom. Now, I think he's got the third most in the NRL era, so it puts him in pretty fucking good company. Rarified air. Rarified air. He gets the job done. Now... Tom, was it a perfect performance? No, it wasn't. But it's not. It's it very it's rarely, round three, bro. You're not going to get round three perfect performances, Tom. You need room to improve. Have to. The only way is up for us. Yep. You know, very high ceiling for the Seagulls. You know that. Grinding out a gritty one point win over a highly touted Bulldog side. Um, I tell you what else, Tommy Trebojevic of. Dumbasses who don't get rugby league talk shit about him fame. He, in a game where it was difficult to be flashy because it was gritty and it was wet, he was fantastic. And the man can be flashy, hot boy, swing your dick around footballer, but he can also just be a gritty one-point win sort of a player. And he just took, he took like 18-plus carries, 150-ish metres, scored a try, like... Mate, he was immense. And he he's a man for all seasons. He's a man for all seasons. And he was last night. Again, gritty point, gritty one point win in the wet. He was well defended at times, but at times undefendable, if you know what I mean. Mm. Well defended at times. Shout out to whoever the fuck was defending him. Can't remember his name. Everyone was fucking defending him. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to keep the great ones down. Yeah. And you saw yesterday afternoon, 6.15 p.m., Brookvale Oval in the wet. Gritty. Gritty. One point win. 
that you can't keep the great ones down. He stood up and he fucking put his hand up and he said, fuck the lot of you. You've forgotten about me. I'm still great. Mm. Jake Trebojevic, his brother, with one of the great post-match interviews all time, just wanted to get the two points. Just, get the win. I'm just happy to get the fucking win. Just happy to get the win. Yeah. And you know what? Can you blame him? No. I can't blame you know, him. Are you going to blame a man for just wanting to get a win? When you got Des Hasler as a coach, rugby league's a simple game, and the, the 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 appetite of the footballer and the football fan, to be honest, is pretty basic diet. Yeah, wins. Yeah, need a win. Don't care how it happens. Give me a fucking win. It's pretty simple. In the in the regular season, we'll take two points at any cost, and in the postseason, we'll take wins. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Now, um, you know, we have. We've got people working around the clock for us, whether they be dribblers, interns, et al, et al. One of our head researchers, or a couple of our head researchers whose names I will not give because I've forgotten them, were hard at work overnight, carrying the one subdivision, long division, multiplication. Divisions and multiplications. Arithmetic. Arithmetic. So last year, Eddie, we were 0-4 to start the season. Yes. And then in round five... Who do we beat? The Warriors. What was that scoreline? One by a point, two points, three points. One by a point, 13, 12. We beat them. Is that right? So that was – and then we finished two games short of the grand final. So now this year – One game short. Two games short of the grand final. Well, as in two games short of winning the comp. Winning the comp because we're in the grand final qualifier. Win the grand final. So now we, we break that drought two games earlier – with a 13-12 win in round three, mm. you would now think that we win the comp. <laughs> yes. yes. We were two wins short of the premiership. Yes. So now we are... Now so we're, everything happens two games earlier. Yeah. Now we make the grand final, we win the grand final. That's pretty simple arithmetic. Also, as a budding patternist, mm. I see a pattern emerging whereby Manly does win the comp in 2022 mm. based on that arithmetic. I think it's brilliant. I think it's dastardly. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Manly paying something good to... Uh... Now, we go to our beloved Mudgee this weekend. We take on a Raiders side. Are we in Mudgee this weekend? C. Yeah, Willow Vale, which is, which is Manly. Um, Mudgee, rather. Saturday afternoon. Against the Raiders side, all at sea. That doesn't know itself. That they, side... They've they got to win on the weekend, sure. But they fucked us on the weekend as well. <laughs> They've got to win on the weekend, sure. But that's a side that doesn't know itself, Tom. That's all I'm saying. Dude, 22-0. 22-0 and they come back and win. And I'm like, this no, team... But I, no, but I knew. I knew. I was like, I, I tipped the Titans. I know what's happening here. I, I, I should have got on the blower and fucking pounded the t- Raiders into the earth. But then... That would have lost by more. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. I, I've been over this a million times. I can't win. You fucked me. There's though, nothing well I can do. But you were supposed to go the opposite. What do I do? I just went try scorers only, and even that fucked me because I had one Philip Sammy, and then they didn't score another try for the rest of the game after they got to 22. When just, you think they're going to score 100 points, and they don't score any more, and the Raiders come back. Like I just needed Jaden Campbell. Not Jaden's fault. It's your relationship with the Raiders' fault. But just it do me. the opposite of what I do. That's all you have to do. Oh, I know. If you did the opposite of what I did in every Raiders game, you wouldn't. You would be fucking rolling in it. But by the time that I then decide to do that, something will happen. It'll fuck me. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm all at sea. I'm still. I'm O from twenty whatever rugby league bets. 
24. 0 from 24. 24. That's quite a number. Mm. That's despicable. Mm. That's appalling. Mm -hmm. I got bad beated though. Sure. Panthers, Knights, try in the fucking 79th minute to fuck me. Yeah, I was I got fucked in that. I was not, I was Panthers one to twelve Targo any time and they scored in the 79th minute. I was Knights with the twelve point start, Brad been best to score. I was home and hose. Did you see Mitch Barnett? What he did? Yes, I did. Really grubby. Bro. Like Back, back of a like the guy he I I, can't, I don't know who he elbowed blatantly in the face, but that was like MG nineties eighties rugby league era shit. I was like, that is ex, that is extraordinary and the behavior. Right past him as well. The guy was just trotting through the line, and Barnett's put an elbow on his chin. I was like, he got red carded. Good, should. How many weeks do you reckon he'll Dude, get? Dude, they're saying like four to six, and they're like, well, you think about what Latrell did. He got six. I'm like, exactly. Latrell's was an accident trying to make a tackle. This was a cocked elbow to the fucking dome. Mate. Like Mitch Barnett of looks like a skinhead fame yeah. just fucking smashes this guy in the jaw for no reason. Like, I don't understand how How those- is that only six weeks? If you're Latrell's, if Latrell is six weeks Luttrell. for an accident. Because it's Latrell. I know, but if you're saying Latrell is a six-week thing for an accident, I think that was even unfair for Latrell. It was a fucking accident. But if you're saying that, how the fuck is Mitch Barnett not like 12? Well, if Luttrell did what Mitch Barnett did, he'd be rubbed out for the season. Seriously. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the difference. So it depends who you're talking about. Because it's Mitch Barnett, bit of a skinhead, no one really knows who you are. Six weeks sounds fine. If it's Luttrell <laughs> doing it. Skinhead. If Luttrell's <laughs> Looks- doing it. Well, nah, season, probably a season because, you know, he can't be trusted and fuck him, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. bad for the game. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but that's like, there's inconsistencies in the world, mate. We know that. We know but that. that that one to me, I'm like, mate, even Fletch last night was like, oh, mate, what max six weeks? Yeah, like, max six weeks. To compare that to Latrell should mean that you go, oh, he actually should be getting like eight, nine, ten weeks. Mm. You can't just crack someone, elbow someone in the goddamn jaw for no reason. And I feel bad for like, I know that that would have been a brain snap from. What's up? It's a, it's a classic black and white brain fart. Brain fart, right? Mm. And I think he was crying in the sheds afterwards because he knows it. Like, it was obviously dumb, and we all do dumb shit. You know, he's not a, necessarily a bad person. He just a fucking did a dumb thing. But that's not the point here. You did elbow someone in the goddamn jaw for no reason. Yeah. Behind the, not behind, even behind, behind the play. The guy <laughs> didn't even have the ball. Like, if <laughs> the he had the ball, you, if he had the ball, you still can't sell it at the market, Eddie. But well, it's harder to sell at the market, but you can sell the idea that you just wanted the footy. Yeah. You just wanted the yeah, pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just trying to get the footy. You know? Just trying to get the footy. How am I going to get this guy to let go of the footy? Yeah. What if I crack I him in the jaw? Footy. I want that footy. Yeah. I can, you know, I mean, look, it's a, it's a long bow you're drawing, sure, but... It'll take some convincing. But you are still drawing a bow, whereas there's no bow in sight. No, this, this is a bowless situation for you now. Completely bowless. A bowless situation in which Mitch Barnett finds himself in. But if he only gets six well, weeks. Well, give him four, Tom. Yeah. He didn't mean it. Four to six. Four. Let's give him take four. A, take, a, take the mock. Like, take, really take the piss out of poor old Latrell. Latrell, yeah. Give him four weeks. <laughs> give him four. And like downgrade the suspension to like, you know, an accident. Yeah. Or just a, give him a fine. Just fine him. You know what? Just fine him and fine, let him back out. And maybe an there. apology. Yeah. From the NRL to Mitch Barnett. Yes. 
I think NRL needs to apologise to Mitch Barnett. Look, we knew it, yeah. Sorry for the mistreatment you've suffered. Someone brought up, Tom, and I don't know where I read this, if I dreamt it, maybe it was in the P's and D's, almost certainly was, around the idea of suspensions and rugby league being sort of tied to what you did in that let's say you get 24 weeks for something, you can take weeks off, but you've got to eat double Philado fishes. Okay, so... But, so Mitch Barnett staring down the barrel of like a proper, like what he should be staring down, 10 weeks, let's say. Yeah. He can take weeks off, but he's got to get through double double fucking Philado fishes. Okay, so how then are we going to make this work though? Because you can't have like one double Philado fish a day. Has he got to have like 10 a day for 10... Like No, as in like you go into a Macca's and you fucking... Pound. You pound. So you got to be there for 24 hours. Well, I don't know how many, I don't know how long he's got. Maybe he's got an hour, an hour of power. The more you get down, the more weeks you get off. Because that's what it's got to be. It's got to be tough. So I, think, I think it's got to be an hour of power. Okay, I think so you, you add, I think, you, you know, if instead of looking at four weeks, you're probably looking at 14 and how many you can get down, good for you. Or do you go, if it's 10 weeks, you got 10 minutes in there. What, a week, a minute? And you go, you eat as many double filet of fish as, as you can. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So, like, it's, it's you know, if you've got one week, you're not getting a full hour, are you? No. that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But then for a week, you basically need to – for a week or for two weeks, maybe you need to – it's got to be more than, like, two fillet of fish. Yeah, I don't know of the math, and Dior might be able to – Someone smarter than us, you know, will probably break this down well, for no, no, us. no, that's smarter than us, Tom, with more time than With us. more time than – you're right. We, we had time. Are you telling me I couldn't do that, bro? Yeah. I couldn't crunch the fucking numbers? No, you could. Come on, Tom. No, you could, you could. Who invented the quant model, mate? Well, that's true. Us. We did. So – We could do it. We don't have time. That's exactly right. What I think – the what I'm getting at, though, fundamentally, is what I like to see – skinhead leagueies try and put away Philadelphia fishes to take weeks off their fucking suspension yeah brah i would that's what i'm saying yes and it's like you know judiciary night instead of hanging out around you uh out the front of judiciary and we don't get to see any of the footage inside of there there's like the night after the judiciary Philadelphia fish night D- there's yeah. cameras and reporters down there watching blokes in Macca's pound Philadelphia you've Fishers. got hoops and bloody everyone NRL 360 doing a live hoops, cross to hoops bring down at the Macca's bring back if you need to like bring Masood back <laughs> in fact, bring back, back Masood bring back Masood make <laughs> him eat some cheeseburgers to try and get a job back in NRL <laughs> media dude if you can put away 10 double Philadelphia fishes in an hour there's a there's a gig for you covering Rugby league again. Rugby league again. We will open our arms and allow Josh back. But you will have to start with covering people eating Philadelphia fishes for you know the first year or no, two. No, that's how you you're the you're the Macca's uh, the Macca's correspondent. Yeah, Macca's Masood. Macca's Masood. <laughs> Look, it's got a great ring to yeah. it. Yeah, I think that if the NRL who are smart, they are smart, are looking for extra content, things to pad the week during the week. Yep. There you go, mate. Wednesday night. Beautiful leading to Thursday night footy, right? Yeah. Then Not you've basically shout. got every night covered by Tuesday and when, Monday. Well, they've got an NRL 360. Well, of course, but you know what I mean. I like it. I love it. I like it a lot. I think it works. Um, Dior Dave, you lost again, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what do you mean again? Well, you, uh, to you, the Eels. To you the lost eels. again to no, the Eels. You guys don't beat the Eels. 
Yeah. Which is hilarious because we do. Yeah, we beat the Eels. We pound the Eels. You losers. Mm. Yeah, well, Explain there's yourself. clearly some footballing gods, you know, weird stuff going on there. Those last three tries were all an act of God and ridiculous and not fair. Um, Ray Stone might be one of the great Eels players in their, in their club's illustrious history. Would you agree with that? Look, you say it's all luck, but I'll draw your attention to Bloke in a Bar's post about Ray Stone. He was the only one chasing the seed. Mm. Only one that had eyes for the footy. Yep. He's the only one that chased through, put himself in a position to make a play at the yep. big time to win the two points for the Eels. Yep. And that's what happened, mate. So you can say, oh, it was shit like it wasn't. Well, it wasn't. Because none of you were running for the fucking seed, mate. No. Jerome Hughes was there. He was trying. The post got in the way. But it one guy. I mean, it wasn't one just that guy. try. You look at the, the try, two tries earlier. The Melbourne DNA seems to have gone, I think, a little bit of like, you know, turning up, working hard. Working hard for each other, yeah. you know, follow each other into battle. Elite, elite sort of uh, honesty, if I elite. can borrow from the late Justin Langer. <laughs> Not the late. Late coaching. Late. Yeah. Yes, you know he's in mean? former coach. Former Justin coach. He's still with us, thank God. <laughs> late Justin Langer. He's not late. Well, he's, yeah. Just <laughs> let's clear that up. But elite honesty has gone missing from yeah. from the storm setup. I think you've. I think that's a great way of putting it, Tom. Elite honesty will get you a long way in professional sport. Mm. Look, it definitely took a big hit when Christian Welch left. One of the most elite and honest men. Oh, he's elitely honest. Field. Yeah. Find someone more honest. An elite, an elite. No, no, no. He's he is almost probably where the, the term was coined from. JL, the late JL, <laughs> was like, you know, fuck. I need someone who embodies elite honesty. Honesty. Christian Welsh has got it now. He doesn't play cricket, but I can model that off of him. That's right. Well, sports take from each other, Tom. Yeah, they do. They've always taken from each other. Point is, Dior. Storm shit. Point is this: elite honesty's gone. The fabric, the backbone, the spirit of the side has gone wanting. I think that there's a big chance they miss out on the eight. Mm. Uh, and Ray Stone leaves the yields now. Well, he's, did, he did his ACL score on the trial. He's out for the whole season. So he leaves the yields, going to the Dolphins, uh, a hero. Yeah, a hero. Chaired out of the ground. That, you know well what? Well carried out. Carried out. Yeah, he's carried out. A chairing of sorts. Well, he's still on a chair, but it was for medical reasons, unfortunately. <laughs> Not the end that Ray would want. Genuinely sorry for Ray. Mm. There is something, and again, you never want to see him get injured, and especially in the short career span of a footballer, like ACL's a big fucking hit. There is something, because he's a toiler, he's a battler, Ray Stone. There's mm. something uniquely Ray Stone about doing your ACL while you score the match winner. Well, it's poetry. Yeah. It's poetic. And poetry is not always a happy ending. No, exactly. Well, have you heard of uh, a tragedy, Tom? A Shakespearean tragedy? Yeah. I mean, that had, that had all the hallmarks of a Shakespearean tragedy last night. Mm -hmm. You know? There's a great win, but with the win comes sacrifice. And the sacrifice in Ray Stone's uh, situation is a season-ending ACL injury that sees him leave the club. Yep. Now... You can't see that. You can't watch that and tell me that rugby league isn't poetic because it is. It's one for the thespians, man. Mm, mm, yep. I've always said that. It's not just brutes hitting each other. No, 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 no. It's a dance. It's a dance. There's, you know. There's a violent ballet. A violent ballet. Like violent Soho, but without Soho. <laughs> but without Soho and it's a ballet. Uh, and violent Soho is a band and this is rugby league. But you get it. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, Tigers. Tigers still suck. We can confirm that the Tigers still suck. I will say this. Look, Worst I, franchise in NRL history. 
Yeah. Well, well, current, current NRL history. I will say this. I feel sorry for Tigers supporters. Same. I genuinely mean that. We mean that. You know I mean that. From the bottom of our hearts to you, who Tigers. are doing it tough today, Tiger supporters. You're doing it really tough. now. Shout out to Watto if he's listening. But, well, yeah, I mean, sh- just yeah. one of many, but he chirps a lot. Well, Watto's lippy. Yeah. My, I like, I like, I'm talking to the humble Tigers fan yeah. here, the one that knows the situation they're in yeah. and cries himself to sleep every night. The that's, standing out half-time Tigers fan. That's the one who I'm just celebrates to. everything, you know. Now, I genuinely do feel sorry for you. Really sorry. You're in a, you're in a kind of a situation, <laughs> but I will say this, and I, I can never lie to the punter on the dribbler. I am enjoying watching this unravel. <laughs> I am enjoying the watching it burn. Watching exactly like sometimes you just like to watch things burn, and the tigers are, are, are a light. <laughs> <laughs> and this 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 could go up. Yeah, dude, you guys are you guys are on fuego right now. You're, this thing you're is... on fuego, and this fuego could turn into a fucking rip rip snort, rip roaring bushy if you don't. If you don't get the old uh, extinguishers out and just become the magpies already. Well, look, that's one way to extinguish the flame is to just pack up shop, say sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara to Balmain. You can burn down that leagues club once and for all. On well, it Victoria looks it's pretty much, It's already fucking... Yeah, but just erase all memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's, uh, let's bring it down. Erase all memory and then hightail it out west to Camden, to Norellan. To Campbelltown, proud rugby league areas. Proud. Proud magpie territory. You go out there, mate. There's no prouder rugby league people than the, the people. You know that- how, and I believe this to be true. I'm Again, this could be culturally stupid of me, but in India, do they worship cows? Is that? Yeah. I think a certain sect of their... They're sacred. In Camden, Norellan, magpies. Yes. Sacred. Yes, they are. They are, Tom. And rugby league sacred as well. Rugby league and magpies. They... What is most sacred is a magpie holding a steed. Yeah. That's what I think you'll find is most sacred. If they, they like, uh, magpies at rugby league games, it's like they get the cameras out like, holy shit, this is like a... Yeah. Now, I also, I don't want to be mean, but like... To again, Well, I'm just, Tigers, just Tigers generally fans. speaking. Yeah. To those listening that aren't Tigers fans, as if you aren't loving watching like Madge having to fucking, like, you know, Dude, defend Madge, himself every week. Madge said. Like, I feel sorry for him, but same, I'm like, but oh, it's rugby this league. Is so it's what it's watch. about. It's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Like, he hasn't, it's not like he's, it's not like he's done anything wrong, right? He's defending the team and rugby league and all that sort of shit. We're not like stepping on someone who's like, life's falling apart. Yeah. The Tigers, though, are. <laughs> um, he did, though, come out. And again, if you're going to come out and say this shit, you want to be able to fucking defend it. He came out because Joey said something. Can you just find out what Joey said about Luke Brooks? Basically, I think Luke Brooks tried to get out of his contract maybe a couple of times in the offseason. Uh, in, in this last offseason. Mm, right. Yeah, Joey just said something like he'll never play rep footy at the Tigers. He'll have to yeah. play at the Knights. Joey, uh, then Madge says he re- that Luke Brooks will play for the country whilst being at the Tigers. Like... He said he'll play, not only will he play rep footy, he'll play for the country. Which country? City country, maybe. Yeah. Are they bringing that back? Yeah, are they? Or it's are you talking a, group 10? It's just a game match Yeah, group 10 reps. Like... Oh, does he mean country footy? He'll play country <laughs> yeah, footy. Yeah, he'll go back to the country, maybe. Sure. Look, Who, I can't see him winning the Australian jersey. Couple of... Couple of really impressive footballs ahead of, ahead of him. Couple people ahead of him. Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary, Daly Cherry Evans, Adam Reynolds, uh, that Schneider guy from the Raiders, probably <laughs> Sam Williams. 
of Jersey Doesn't Fit fame. Tom Dearden. Tommy Dearden. Toby Sexton. Toby Sexton. Yeah. Chad Townsend. Yeah. Vinny Chase. Vinny's ahead of him. Vinny's way ahead of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, Jerome Hughes a Kiwi, but I reckon he's a shout at the Aussie well, seven job before Brooks. I, well, I think that puts into context Jerome Hughes of Kiwi fame. Yeah. Closer to the seven jersey for Australia than Luke yeah. Brooks yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Look, you Does know, that not put more pressure on him? Badge coming out and going, he'll play fucking... And then they come out and get absolutely... Well, of course it puts more pressure on him. Well, they didn't get absolutely fucked up. What was the score? Okay, like, who were they playing? It was like... They Warriors. played the Warriors. Like that game was, was a pile of shit. Yeah. Like, it, the Warriors tried to let the Tigers win. It was almost like the Warriors were trying just, to help them. They gave was, them every opportunity to come back and win, and the Tigers could not do it. They just kept fucking up. It was classic bottom eight footy time. I yeah. don't think that that's breaking new ground, you know? No. If, if everyone, had, everyone had that penciled in as, as classic bottom eight footy. You look at the fixture, you go, that's bottom eight footy. Yeah, that's bottom eight footy right there. But, sometimes, but you tune in for bottom eight footy because sometimes bottom eight footy can become fuck it footy. Sometimes bottom eight footy can be fun footy to watch. Sometimes bottom eight footy can make you, you know, think that there is no God because it's so bad. But sometimes good. Well, sometimes it can, you know, convince you to glue shut your eyelids. Yes. You just go, I don't need to. I don't need this. Pluck them out with a bloody spoon. Yeah, I don't need them anymore. Spoon out the eyeballs. Spoon them out. Um, but listen, if you are a Tigers fan, if you are Watto, if you are any of the sort of Tigers fans that we know or just Tigers fans generally. and spe- But also Watto. But well. also specifically Watto, then, you know, fucking tough. Beat it. Yeah, sorry. 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 Look, sorry. But, but the thing is with the Tigers, right, this is a, like, if, if failure was a metric to be celebrated – they are one of the great teams of all time. They're consistent. Look, if yeah, if if you're celebrating and gassing up, finishing the opposite of where you should, they're one of the great rugby league sides of all time. They're consistent, like they're almost like equal to the Dragons side of the '60s that made eleven straight grand finals. Yes, they're actually better. How many years has it been since 2011? It's been eleven years. They're the modern day version. Yeah. But in reverse. In reverse. They're the reverse dragons. Yeah, they're the reverse dragons. But like they are a team as a side should be celebrated for 11 straight years of finals failure, assuming quite comfortably that they fail to make it again this year. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Shout out to the Tigers. Shout out to the Tigers. Now, uh, there's a saying, game. Tom, where I, uh, where I, I play my Oz tag. Mm. With a slippery bucks, obviously. Yep. Bucks love the wet. Mm. Love the wet because we win in the wet. Yep. I tell you who else loves the wet? Nico Hines. Oh yeah. And it makes a lot of sense because he's always wet. Always wet. So as someone that's always wet, you could then walk out that okay, if he loves being wet all the time, he must love playing in the wet. Mm. Turns out that theory one hundred percent correct. He made a fucking mockery of the Dragons on Thursday night. Yeah, saw that coming. A rugby league mockery on Thursday night. Now, not only is Nico great and plays great in the wet, shouldn't surprise anyone. Sharks have got a bit about him. Really liking the footy they're playing. Second now, favorite team. There was whispers, Tom, whispers for many moons. Many moons there were whispers that there was a bit about Craig Fitzgibbon. 
Well, he's been highly touted. He's turned down many a coaching job predominantly at the Dragons because he was waiting for the right side. Highly touted. Now, if someone's highly touted, pricks my ears up. And I go, okay, why is he highly touted? Better keep an eye on him, liking what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. And as I said, funnily enough, he, I think, turned down multiple desperate offers from the Tigers and the Dragons. And he went, no, nah, you know what? I'll stay as an assistant. I will hold off my dream of coaching in the NRL because I'm not going to a DMC. Now, is this an unnecessary ricochet shots at DMCs? Yes, it was, but kind of not because they both lost on the weekend. Craig comes to the Sharks. He sees a hot boy in Nico Hines. He's got McGinnis. He's got Finucane. He's got all of the the, the, the... the Sharks forwards are pretty good as well. I like them. They've just got a, they've got a nice team there. He's got uh, Wade Graham fucking cool and the warm in the well, pond. Well, Wade's still injured, isn't he? Or is yeah, he but about, he's, he's waiting in the wings. Yeah, waiting in the wings. Is my know? point. Um, they pounded the Dragons into submission. They were the biggest bunch of fucking losers in the world, as we expected the Dragons. They, in made, the they made the one and a half point line look utterly ridiculous. Ridiculous. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. ridiculous. Matt Moylan has had... One of the great turnarounds I've ever seen. I think he just needed a coach who believed in him, Eddie. And a seven to and a seven help him to, spread his wings. To help prime him. He needed prime. Yeah, if you don't have a seven who with the ability to prime. But having said that, Chad Townsend was there, who's now been fucking great. Yeah, he but Chad, it was, that was Chad and Jimmy Maloney. I don't think Moylan was there when they won in 2006. But I'm saying, Damn. Chad, wasn't Chad there last year? Uh, yeah, then they fucked him off to the Warriors and Sean Johnson was oh, he there. Was at the, that's right. Good point. Yeah. It was, they were all at sea last they year. They were all at sea. I forgot about Sean. Yeah, they got rid of John Morris at the start of the season. They had Josh Hannay, caretaker coach, one of the all-time great caretaker coaches. But it was still a bit chaotic. Mm. Now you got a you got a nice, settled, bald Craig on your hands. <laughs> so bald. So bald. But so settled. Settled. Bald you, people generally settled. If you have a settled Craig mm. as your coach, yeah. Craig Bellamy, Craig yep. Fitzgibbon. Yep. Toby then, Rudolph as well. Toby Rudolph. Not bald, not a Craig, not settled, but a good player. <laughs> my, my point exactly. Yeah. My an, sentiment shit. An unsettled Toby yeah. is what you want. You want him as unsettled as possible. Yep. You want him playing renegade footy. Yep. You know? Eyes up, playing off instinct yeah, yeah. and passion. And, alone. And, 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 you know, just a, a distinct lack of settled. You want him unsettled. Mm. You know why you want him unsettled? Because he makes others unsettled, as in the opposition. Yeah, not his teammates. No. But it'd be good if they were unsettled as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, rugby league is a balance between being unsettled and settled. Unsettled, yeah. It really is. A Goldilocks zone, if you will. Like, you want your halves settled, but you want your front rowers unsettled. Unsettled. You want them unhinged. Yeah. You want your kickers settled. Yes. But, you know, you want maybe your hard-running edge back rower unsettled. Yes, you do. You also want your centers unsettled, I think. A little bit. you need to be unsettled to defend. Yeah. Well, you need to be settled as well. Yeah, but also unsettled. It's because a balance, if you're, man. Because you, you don't want to be nervous. No, you don't. Or scared or But you could say that nerves come from not being settled. To a degree, but if you're too settled, you've got too much time to think yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you, you become... You don't want to think about James Tamalolo, for example, running at you. No, you don't. You, you just know? want to be... You, you don't want to give that moment time to fester in the mind. And there's something 
unhinged about throwing yourself recklessly at James Tarmout. You need to be unhinged in that moment. Yeah, or Payne Haas is running at me and Sweet. I'm going to throw my body at him. Watch me chop him in half. Yeah, you need to be unsettled to do that. Unsettled. But also, Very being settled in defence, particularly as a half, allows you to not lose your inside or outside man. And allow Listen, the are we getting extras and Ozzy with things that we don't understand? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I think the main takeaway from this round is that Manly's back, the Storm are nowhere, the Roosters are nowhere, Roosters got pounded by Souths, fuck well, you mate, Roosters, Look, there's Tigers, Dragons, exactly where we thought they'd be. League football. You just love it because at the start of the season, I'll be honest, I was guilty of it. There is a certain mystique around the Roosters that, that exists whether you like it or not. Now, do I like the Roosters as a side? No, I fucking don't. They're pathetic. But the players I like, mm. I also like their coach. I like the setup. You like know, a lot about. Like a lot yeah, about a lot of the things, but, but I don't hate. I hate the club, but yeah. I'll, I'll, everything else I quite like. Yeah, yeah. You see photos of Victor Radley and Angus Crichton and Luke Keary training in the pouring rain, mm. and you're like, "Holy shit, bro! These motherfuckers are going to do the damn thing this year." Then they come out and look as pathetic as a rugby league side has ever looked against the Knights. Got yeah. pounded into the earth. Then they turn around and play one of the best games of rugby league I've ever played against yeah. Manly. They like that 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 game has been that whole game's being turned into an NFT. They're like, that's the greatest a team's ever played against Manly. Ever played. And then they come out against the Rabbitohs and they roll out poo again. Yeah. Now if you're a Patnist and I am, I think they win this week and win well. Yeah. And then they'll lose the week. And then they'll lose the week after. Yeah. Um but a lot of Lippy Roosters fans are coming at Manly, right? Just firstly, obviously, when they played the greatest game of all time against a Manly side that basically didn't even care because it was preseason. But a lot of Lippy Roosters fans come out now. I wouldn't want to be the person to draw their attention to it, but I believe if you look at the fucking ladder, we're both on one win for the season. <laughs> so I'd be very careful, Roosters fans. Everyone had just premiership favourites. You look like a pile of wet, soggy turds. Yeah, you do. You look like wet, soggy turds. Panthers look unbelievable. Panthers look uh, very good. Again, puts into context our round one loss when we weren't even really caring about it. We're basically three from three. But it's funny, right, because the Panthers look so good and everyone – but then when we lost to them round one, they're like, oh, you lost to the fucking Panthers. Mm. It's like, hang on, what's going on here? I'm confused. Anyway, so round one take, uh, round three takeaways, Eddie. Well, there's one big takeaway. Manly's here. Manly's here. We're here. Boys are back. Boys are back in the points. Yeah. Off Tell you bo- what. Off the bottom of the ladder. If. From 16th to 15th. From 16th to 15th. <laughs> Who is coming 15th? 16th. 16th. Man, uh, Tigers. What, Tigers haven't won a game. Uh, of course. Of course. Now, it just while, while we wrap rugby league for KO. Uh... Kieran Foran's ball to Ruben Garrick for his try is the greatest uh, expression of nut on chest I've ever seen. It was so well executed, yeah. so dastardly in its in its conception, so outrageous in its execution. Yeah. Some good judges, Tom. Some good judges, you know, your Joeys, your Maddies, your Lockyers, your Fittlers, your Hello Sports, are calling it the greatest regular season pass of all time. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
let that sink in. The greatest regular season pass of all time and the perfect exemplification of nutting on a chest that <laughs> Look, if anyone's you, ever seen. Yeah. I mean, if someone... It's in the dictionary. Yeah. What is, what is nutting on a chest? What's nutting on a chest look like? It's Kieran Four and Ruben Garrick when yeah. he cuts out two men in round three against the Bulldogs and a rainy Brookvale. but new Brookvale Oval. Yeah. That's what it is. He's pulled out... He's pulled out his hog and, and he's just nutted on a chest. Ruben's chest. <laughs> Loaded him up. Covered him. Coated him. <laughs> and he scores a great try. Because there's still work to do. Bruh, on half time. Was there work to do? Yeah. And did he ice the kick afterwards? And then he iced the kick afterwards. Kid can play. Kick from the left, kick from the right. Ruben Garrett, kick, yeah, him, kick all him all night. Now, did I have Ruben to fucking score a try? Better believe it. Got two bucks. So there's that. There is that. There's that. Um... But that's rugby league. They're the, they're the takeaways for Ko. Thanks to Ko. Shout out to Ko. We love you, Ko. Ko's always got our back. Ko, the best. If you want to watch rugby league this season, if you're going to watch rugby league, you got to watch it on Ko. Why? Only Why? place to watch rugby. An uninterrupted ad free during play on Ko. They've got the best commentators. Got the Ko. best graphics. They've got the best Ko. before, the best Ko. after. Ko. 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 Don't get it twisted. It's Ko. Ko. Don't get it twisted. It's Ko. Ko. Don't get it twisted. Eddie, there was a lot going on on the weekend, sports-wise. Obviously, um, I believe it was Friday night, it must have been, but there was cricket on, there was AFL on, the rugby league had already finished, and basically you got to watch rugby league and then you got to flick over, and if you were like me, you had KO, of which we've sucked off greatly already on the show. KO cricket, KO AFL, Two screens, all the split screen feature, a tremendous feature. Uh, but basically within a couple of minutes of each other, you got to see Paddy Cummins take the final pole for the series win in Pakistan. And we will get to that game. But you also got to see Buddy Bud, Lance Buddy Bud Franklin, kick his thousandth AFL goal uh, and then get absolutely mobbed by everyone running on the field. It was a special sporting moment. There's no other way to describe it. I Look, AFL and me get on pretty well. We're not best mates, but we get on pretty well. You get on well enough. We get on well enough. You like, say good day when you see each other 100%, in the street. We'll sit down, we'll have a, we'll have a couple of beers together. Yeah. But the running onto the ground for 100 goals in a season or for 1,000 goals is a great sporting tradition yes it is doesn't matter which way you want to slice it or dice it it's fucking good to see and they're saying may never happen again a thousand goals mm. in the season i mm. don't know maybe in the game's career. changed yeah i think and also the quarters are shorter right because they're a bunch of pussies but so that may not happen again it was great to see and we are just about to talk to the guy who took the catch of buddy's 1000th goal uh just so you know he's We'll have already been at the Swans today. This was recorded in the morning. So we got him on to talk about taking the hanger and then the night well, ensued. It, it shouldn't surprise anyone that the bloke that took the hangout is a dribbler. He was the first, we were the first people he contacted. We actually didn't release the video because he said he, they wanted to just... You'll hear it in the conversation. We'll leave you it will hear it in the conversation. But um, I'll tell you what, mate, like... Of course, Buddy kicks four at the SCG to get it done in front of the home fans. Yeah. Like it, it was poetry in motion. It really was. Yeah. And that mobbing he got was un 
fucking believable. Yeah, it was hectic. So good to see. Now, what has put a dampener on things a little bit, Tom, is some of the old conservative fucking ancient boomer voices that are like, that was disgraceful, like... There wasn't enough security. Like they were fearing for their lives. Buddy's come out being like, "No, I wasn't. I was all I was good, absolutely fine." Yeah, I, like well, sure, you, I was getting mobbed, but it was fine. It was. You're talking a lot of shit. I think in the moment when it was happening, there was a couple moments where you're like, "Oh God, he is. Uh, he is at the will of the mob here." In the sense that, like, it was. It, after a while, it was like, "All right, I got to get the fuck out of here," and he just started pounding through motherfuckers. But like. I was. They, it seemed like they kept trying to lift him up, and he kept getting pulled down. I was like, "Can we get this man lifted up and chaired off the ground? Like that would look." He dope. should have been chaired off the ground, or yeah. at least like crowd crowd surfed, surfed along. You know, just yeah. pass Buddy along. Yeah, let's just move Bud along here. Many hands make light work. He probably didn't want that necessarily because you know a fear of getting his junk, junk grabbed. Rank. <laughs> yeah, it would have got grabbed many. It times. It would have been grabbed. It would have been grabbed if it wasn't already. Um, but how about that fucking? I don't know how I feel about it. I think I don't mind, but that the, one of the people that ran on like sprinkled their nan's ashes on the ground. Oh, it would. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird one, right? Yeah. It's like I don't know. Could they not have just done that? Like, did they need to do it when Buddy scored the thousand? Maybe that's why they did it then. Well, that's a hundred percent why they did it then. Maybe it was just like, how are we going to get on the SCG? Otherwise, yeah. Oh, you know what? Whatever. It's like, yeah. It's it's a bit of a whatever for me. I can see how why some people would get a bit funny about that though. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, like dead people. You are sprinkling a dead body on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see how people would get a bit fucking. Oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't upset me at all. I'm like, that's pretty funny. And if your grandparent or dad or whatever is like a one of the biggest dr- AFL dribblers of all time, that would be a great way to for do them. it. Yes, exactly. Like they're watching down, going, "Yes, yes, thank you very much." That's well played. I guess the problem would be long term. Well, I mean, again, you're not. This doesn't happen all the time, so it's not really that big of an issue. But just like it doesn't. Know, no, it doesn't happen enough. It doesn't it happen enough for it know. to be like, oh, next time everyone's going to come on with their ashes. And again, I still don't. Th- think that this sets like some dangerous ashes precedent where you know you've still got to be a certain type of cat to do that yes agreed agreed like i would feel weird about doing it i wouldn't do it you know but that doesn't mean that i take them to the footy well but also but you don't i guess you don't have anyone in our life that you'd want to do that for that's a good point because if you did then you would maybe well i would do you want me to sprinkle you on brookie yeah i do or across Tommy Turbo's hog, if he'll allow it. <laughs> Just on the tip. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to. It wouldn't get... You wouldn't even make a dent, bro. You wouldn't get... You wouldn't make a dent. You wouldn't That's get all right. On, yeah, it'd be like the, the eye of Sauron getting over to the edge or an event horizon. You wouldn't get over the edge. No way. But, look, if you want me to do that for you, buddy, I'll sprinkle you on Brookie. No, t- Tommy's hog. What about a bit of everything? Well, a bit here and a bit a there. Bit, a bit here, a yeah, bit yeah. there. I can do a bit here, a bit there. Obviously... We got to, you know, we got to get, get like, from Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get some like. Real, but I know. think Brookie would be pretty comfortable. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Well, I think Brookie'd probably want to put on some sort of like a do. What, like a drift concert or something? Well, no, because I wouldn't be alive. I know, but you'd be replaced. Oh, a hologram, like Bon Jovi was. Uh, bon Jovi's not, not dead. Bon fuck Scott. Bon, bon Scott. Scott. Oh, okay, you get a new guy. Um, yeah. yeah, no, certainly <laughs> could do that. But you know, some sort of huge thing for me some dude fireworks all that shit um, pyrotechnics pyrotechnics yeah nothing like pyrotechnics to jazz up any rugby league moment um 
what I did think was interesting or funny was how, like, I was reading some articles where it was like, the the crowd and everything around the whole buddy thing was like, oh man, that's a shot in the arm for AFL in Sydney. Like, if I were a rugby league club, you know, be wigging out and all sort of shit. And I'm like, it was great. The buddy thing was awesome. It was a great. It like we'll get like you know international coverage. It was awesome. Like visuals, the optics, Eddie were fantastic. Yeah, great optics. But if you think for a goddamn second that 99% of those people who rushed Buddy weren't just like millennials who wanted a fucking TikTok moment, you're off your head. Like, I don't think that anyone really, and this is no disrespect to the achievement to Buddy, but I don't think anyone really gave a fuck about the gravity of the moment. They just wanted a TikTok. That all phones, all about them. And I know that's the world we live in. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying, let's be real about what that well, was. Well, I think it's probably... You know, if you look back through history, even when the great Tony Abbott, Tony Ablett, like Plugger. <laughs> keep going. What else you got? Plugger. Keep you sweating. <laughs> Tony Abbott, Tony Ablett, Plugger. Tony Lockett's who Tony you're looking Lockett. for. Tony Abbott, former Prime Minister. <laughs> Gary, Gary Ablett, Senior. <laughs> Gary Ablett's Combine dad. Combine them all. That's Con- what I'm thinking Tony of. Tony Ablett. When he cooked his 13th hundredth, right? Tony Ablett Jr. When he kicked his 13th hundredth. 13th Or his thousands? Goals. Well, he kicked a thousand, then he kicked 13th hundredth oh, yeah, as well yeah. when he broke the record. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't, the flooding onto the ground wasn't the same as the Lance one. Now, is that because Lance is more beloved or is it because people wanted to get the fucking, yeah. their moment? Yeah. Their video. Their video. Prob- I think probably the latter. I think it's probably the latter. I think everyone like when I was I was um I was grabbing dinner in Darlinghurst on Friday night. Mm. Sushi on Stanley, shout out to it. Greatest sushi in the game. Cheap. Cheap. Well, yeah, it's it's good price. Good and cheap. But good. I go for good first when I'm coming to sushi. You don't want cheap to be your option because if you go cheap when that if that's your concern, I know what you, I know what you, I know what you mean. I've, I merely was saying that it is well priced. Oh, it's fantastically well priced. I was there and I saw so many, you know, RM Williams uh, toting AFL jersey under your fucking linen shirt, scarf sort of operators. And I'm like, this is a lot more than just for an average Sydney Swans game in Sydney. Sort of quite, there was a hum. Now, obviously, Buddy's kicking his thousandth, so you're going to go. But I just got the vibe. There's a lot of people being like, you know, probably didn't give a fuck about AFL all that much, but they want to go there for the buddy, the buddy. Well, the buddy. Uh, yeah, 100%. It's 100% what mm. it would have been. Which is cool, but what I'm saying is to, to the point that you and I are making and making very well, I might add. <laughs> sure. I'm not worried from a rugby league perspective. That's all you're saying. Yeah. And I get it. Have we has Buddy converted people into full time AFL dick riders? Probably not. No, I don't think so. I think they have now climbed off of the AFL PP <laughs> and back onto the and the, back onto the rugby league shaft. Yeah, that's right. If anything, I think he's kind of almost doomed AFL just to be like, well, that was the greatest thing we'll all see in our lifetime. Now there's no point. Yeah, the what's the point? AFL I'm not going to able to run on the field again. Yeah, right. That's the crescendo. They wanted to run on the field. But either way, the scenes were great. It was hectic. Let's now go to the dribblers who were there. Front and centre. Front and centre. Matt, Alex. Matt took the hanger. Alex was filming it. They're now everywhere. They've probably done a million fucking bits of media. This was recorded before they went to the Swans and they have done the ceremonial returning of the ball. Let's get into it. Edward, obviously on the weekend... And you and I are huge fucking AFL buffs. 
Uh, Buddy kicked his thousandth goal. I think only five other people have done it. But I think what everyone was more um, taken by from the weekend was the dribbler who took a fucking hanger over some, you know, 65-year-old woman in the crowd. Yeah. No eyes for anyone but the football. Just wanted the footy, needed the footy. was yeah. about the footy, Tom. Took a screamer, fell into uh, the the chairs. I don't know how many rows he jumped over, but fucked himself up Five a little or bit. Six. Five or six. Proceeds to then get up and be like, I've got the pill. Let's get the fuck out of here now. We've got the two dribblers who were involved in um, this event. I'm assuming camera guy and hanger taker. I assume so. Cameraman and taker of the hanger, Matt and Alex. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, great. And it's uh, awesome to be on the show, guys. Love your work. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure this is a huge day for you. <laughs> Obviously, taking Buddy's ball is one thing. Well, that's one thing, Tom, but this is quite another. Yeah. Who knows what journey life will take you on? You know, one night you're just going to the AFL, the next minute you're here talking to Tom and Eddie. <laughs> yeah. That's right, mate. Well, my, uh, my mug's everywhere now, so everyone knows, uh, knows who I am. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, considering how rotten the mug is, I'd, I'd say probably a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the footy with every intention of taking a screamer? Was that what, was that what the night was supposed to be about for you? Yeah, no, I was definitely going to swallow it. I mean, I was telling <laughs> you to get a look at it. It's in my paws and it's not going anywhere else. We were in the we we're in the fucking hot seat too all night. We were getting peppered with a few with a few goals every now and then and then we sort of just got lucky that last one just coming straight at us and there was no way we would just let that one go. Did you did you as soon as you got it, did you bail? Were you like, let's get the fuck out of here? The, the footage says let's get out of here, but King out of the idiot suggested that I got uh, back onto the field. So I went in there for a couple of shoes and a couple of handballs to myself and then I ran into another and he goes, mate all kidding, get the fuck out of here. So I, uh, I hit toe, he ushered me out of the stadium and then I, uh, I ended up on Moore Park Road pretty quickly and, um, and just got to fight a cab. A couple of cabs went past with no light. And I went, oh no, just get me home. Anyway, I jump in the cab and uh, the bloke goes, um, where are you off to? And I said, oh, Queen's Park. So obviously you live very close. And, um, and he said, mate, surely you're going to walk that? And I said, not tonight, mate, not tonight. <laughs> Precious cargo, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, how did you actually get it out? Did you jam it up your shirt or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually what happened, when I got out there and I spoke to the mate, there was a Geelong Cats fan that tried to snatch it. And Bullshit. I just had, no, I'm not even joking. It was a younger girl. I didn't get much look on her because I was just trying to... It was a girl, to... a younger girl. <laughs> uh, you have to hip and shoulder her out of the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop the shoulder. No, I gave her the big don't argue and got out of there. So, um, <laughs> palmed some 12-year-old in the face. face. No, baby. <laughs> Not today. Not for oh, buddies. Um, so then once you did, like, because you DM'd us that night and I was like, holy shit, that's so hectic. And I was like, what are you guys going to do? You're like, listen, we just want to have a good night with the ball and then make decisions tomorrow. What was? You, what did you do? Yeah, so we got... And obviously there was some serious shock and uh, the guy that actually met up and, you know, there was all sorts of weird behaviours happening, you know, uh, you know, licking each other, uh, maybe a couple of kisses of the pill. Um, was, yeah. Oh, then, brilliant. Uh, we, oh, yeah. So we went up to the Robin Hood up the road, um, great pub for a bit of tranny karaoke. And um, anyways, we put down uh, Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors to sing, but we... Didn't get up there, and I think we were pretty paranoid about the pill, so we came home and uh, <laughs> went the night. Who, who spent the night with the pill? 
Just just me in the pill. Will's in the pill. <laughs> so, a passionate night, you, no doubt. You didn't, take the, you didn't take the pill to karaoke, did you? No, no. Fuck no. He, he yeah. went through another kick-ons and he suggested taking us. Not a fucking chance of that happening. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the future of the pill? Are you hanging on to it or well, are the Swans yeah, running back? You're going to the Swans today, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we are going to the Swans. So uh, we'll be there in the next hour or so. I've got my hands. I'm actually holding the pill as we speak. Oh, fuck yeah. And what's be- what's going to become of it? Yeah, like, I mean, you don't have to necessarily disclose specific numbers, but I'd be shocked if you're not at least under the table getting something. Yeah, yeah, a couple of milli, I reckon, is early to go. <laughs> uh, but no, mate, we're, at the end of the day, I, I want to get it back to the Swannies. Um, you know, I, I think it deserves to be there. And, you know, you want to sort of see the young kids cherish that that ball going forward. So, um, you know, I'd rather have it up there. I mean, they're going to help me out with some perks, some memorabilia, or whatever else. People are probably going, you oh, know, you're going to get shortchanged. But uh, it's not, not really about the money for me at the end of the day. And, um, you know... I don't think I can uh, deal with being public enemy number one forever. <laughs> True, asking for like five hundred grand for this ball. <laughs> it's like the Swans got come on. Yeah, dude. look, mate. What's it? What's come on? Let's be honest about what it's worth. Be yeah. worth a million. Well, they're, they're probably like they're probably almost, and you, you won't admit it, Will. But they're probably going. Listen, like you can ask for money, and we'll just blast you online for the next six months, or you can just give it back. Yeah. It's like yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Wanted and just a photo of his yeah. face before every game. Yeah. Mate, I think you made yeah. the smart decision, uh, an honest decision, a respectable decision. Yes. Are you now getting, like, pounded in the ass? Obviously, you could claim we're media, but just by, like, everyone in the world trying to talk to you, like, pulling you every yeah. direction? Mate, we've, we've got – I reckon we've had every news channel, every every radio station, every newspaper wants to get, get a piece. It's been absolutely flat chatting. You should have seen Saturday. It was like a war room over at my house. You had a call. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, maybe you're like, maybe you're going to, I'd be trying to parlay this into like a Dancing with the Stars cameo, you know what I mean? You're like, get some reality TV deal out of this. Mate, we might be thinking maybe towards like a bit of a pilot health, maybe a bit of I've got the pill. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, very I clever. like that. Let's play I that like into that. a pilot.com.au forward slash Hello Sport promo code dribblers. Yeah, love that. <laughs> love that. Not Is bad. There, um, Look, it was a it was a hell of a fucking hanger you took. Is there has there been any interest for some clubs? Maybe a VFL club for you to fucking whack the boots on? Mate, well we will get down to Swans training, I think maybe Monday Tuesday, on Tuesday and uh we might give the boys a bit of a run around somehow somehow it's done, but uh We'll see where that takes us. We'll see what Johnny Longmire thinks of the catch, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, give horse a fucking give horse a tape of your highlights, which is I assume only going to include that. And I think, uh, Matt, I've got a pretty good authority chance. that he's he's pretty happy with what he sees. Now, listen, if you you're getting pounded by media today, if you can drop Hello Sport into as many fucking uh, interviews as possible, <laughs> then we'll kick you more merch than the bloody swans will i can tell you that if you don't do it that's fine that's on you you've got to look at yourself in the mirror every day you gotta live with that decision you gotta live with that but for every time you drop hello sport then you know the, the yeah. it's like a feature on in god the will god will smile favorably on you and you let us know when they are we'll find them or we'll see them people will show us and then you're going to get basically just drowned in merch drowned in riches tom yeah we could probably say three or four references in there for I you. think you can, dude. I yeah, think you can do I it. Five or six is what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, boys. Look, we'll let you go and talk to, uh, you know, Carl Stefanovic and Ali Langdon and whoever else you got, Koshy and Mel and 
the fucking rest of them. But um, thanks for coming on anyway, and well done. That was a uh, hell of a catch. No drama. Thanks, boys. We love your work. Cheers. Good on you, boys. Thanks, Take boys. it easy. Later. Bye. Eddie, just quickly, uh, we obviously won the cricket. We did. Um, just quickly as well, Scotty Chef won the golf. So, bang. Um, that was kind of like the end of a 15-day test. I like that. I, didn't even, I hadn't really thought of it until sort of, I guess, people were saying it. But like two draws, final session, day five of the final of the third test. After an aggressive declaration from Skip. Yes, which, which everyone I was like. Seeing, I'm like, finally, bro. Yeah. Finally, we have a fucking crack at the W yeah, here. Yeah, rather than just trying to bat them out of the game. 350, it was chaseable. They got to stumps on day four, none for 78-ish off the top of the dome, Tom. That leaves 280-odd, 277, whatever it was, to chase in the final day, doable. Mm. Doable. Yes. You know? And they had batsmen who had runs in them. Runs in the batsmen who were at the crease and go out there and do the damn thing. And you know what? Australia steps the fuck up and gets our first Asian win in a long time. Yeah. And I was listening to... Series win. Uh, friends of the show, the great cricketer, and... Dear friends. Dear friends. Um, they were just sort of the way that... The only way that game was going to get a result was an aggressive declaration so that the Pakistani batsmen were playing shots that they needed to play. Otherwise, you just defend that fucker yeah. into the earth. Yeah, 100%. You, you want them playing their shots. You want to invite stroke play, Tom. Exactly. And in, invite they did and get them we did. Mm. It was great. And then Gaz a fucking lion, bro. Yeah, when he needed to. He, he's fucking, he's let us down in the past, but fourth innings, needed scalps, took yeah. scalps. But he knew that going in. He was like, I'm going to be expected to take big wickets here, big scalps. Well, has to, though. Like, he's fucking... Has to. Like, you know, he got, clo got close in the second test. Like, took four wickets, I think. Mm. Did he? Yeah, three or four. Like, had a crack, but we just, you know, Tom was against us, as it were. Again, because we took too long to declare. 100,000%. But the aggressive declaration here sets up the game for old blue eyes and for line to get the job done. Yep. And then Paddy just to absolutely explode those stumps for the final wicket. Now, did Cam Baggy Green win man of the match? No, he got all-rounder for the match. So it's funny you see there they've got like just a million different ways to jam a sponsor in. So it's like all-rounder of the match. There's he got all-rounder of the match. He got all-rounder of the match. Because I saw that and I'm like... I no, didn't... I put that up because it was a funny tweet. Let me, let me shout this motherfucker out. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so he goes... This is Jack Cronin at J-A-C double K Cronin uh, on Twitter. Cam Green with now, Cam Green now with more Inverex Solar Energy All-Rounder of the Match Awards than Stokes, Flintoff, Callis and Sobers combined. <laughs> Massive for his legacy. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. dribbly. So dribbly. Uh, I don't know who got man of the match though. Maybe Lion for the uh, Fifer? Oh, I know Uzi, Uzi got Man of the Series. Man of the Series. He might have got Man of the Match. Which well. is hectic. Uzi just plunged. Dude, he almost mate, had like mate, five fucking centuries. Yeah, yeah, I know. I he got out four, three times in the 90s. Three times, I think. Like, whatever. I would have loved tons, but it was actually just great. A great, like, uh, sort of part of the whole thing was that he's gone over to Pakistan first time ever. He's a Pakistani native and gets Man of the Series and just pounds him into the fucking ground. 
His resurgence, his second coming or third coming, whatever it is now. We can't remember what coming Let's we're up to. Let's just call it the second coming. Second coming of uzi has been unbelievable. He averages in the 90s as an opener. And then I think, yeah, yeah, I think he averages in the 90s. He was on the trash pile. Yeah. And through a weight of I shield think the late runs, Justin Langer yeah, the, rendered him there. I think the late Justin Langer did put him on the trash pile. But through a weight, a, a weight of runs that couldn't be ignored in the shield aspect of the game, Tom, comes back into the side and just fucking rips and tears and goes, fuck the lot of you. Yep. I'm here to stay. Try and get rid of me now, bro. Yeah, at least for a few more years because I am 35. Uh, but anyway. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. I absolutely know but what you mean. But he's a young 35-year-old. Oh, yeah, he's a young 35-year-old. Like eye testing him, running the, the yeah. eyeballs. Like you're an old 30-year-old. Correct. You look old, you know. I'm a young 32-year-old. You're an old 31-year-old. You look older than me. But, you know, Uzi looks younger than both of us, and he's 35. Correct. But you look older than both of us. Depends on the light. You look older than me and Uzi. Depends on the light. And me and Uzi both look younger than you. Depends on the light. But Uzi also looks younger than me. Uzi looks 26. Yep. I'm probably a 27. Mm. You're about a 35. I'd say you're about a 35. I reckon I look 29. No, you, you look, look about, 30. You look 35, 36. Like, you look like you probably have maybe like if you, six if, kids. Like, if you told the punter and the dribbler that your 40th was this weekend, no one would be surprised. Well, I certainly don't think they'd be surprised with you because you look 40. With me, they'd be like, wow, dude, fuck, he looks good for 40. Whereas for you, they'd be like, yeah, that, that seems about right. That's what it, they'd say it seems about right for you. They'd be shocked for me. You know I've got youthful skin. <laughs> Oh, I don't You've got psoriasis. Know. Well, that's not an age thing, though. Like, I had psoriasis in my Isn't 20s. It? Nah, it's I had that in my okay, 20s. So sure. that's more like an autoimmune thing that, sure. like, you know, you have to go low because you're so old. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, I think that's cricket, though. Well, yeah, hang on. I just want to throw this stat at you. So England just lost their test and series to West Indies. Love it. They've now – that was their fifth consecutive test series loss. They've won one of their last 17 test matches. What is wrong with these fucking beaters? No disrespect to the West Indies, but how do you lose to them? You suck. Yeah. You come down to Australia and you get pounded again and all your confidence goes – that's what happens. But to the West Indies, no disrespect. What? Surely Joe Root has to give it away, the captaincy. Well, but I don't think the, the I think the reality is that there isn't actually anyone else good to give it to. But like, I don't, it's going, not about the captaincy as much as it's about cattle. I think. I think it's a cattle Stokes, situation. Surely Stokes can do I it. I don't. Th- I think Stokes isn't in that great a form, and he also is. You know, I don't know. I think maybe he's got some skellies in the closet, and he's where, a kiwi, like, and he's a kiwi. He's got Prone skellies. to punching people. Like, I don't know about, like, bad skellies. Not, like, necessarily real skellies, but, but like... But skellies. Skellies, nonetheless. Skellies are skellies. Yeah, skellies are skellies. Just and, like you know, wellies are wellies. Wellies are wellies, skellies are skellies. Fucking don't make us repeat it. So, I don't know. I think, that, like, a lot of people are just like, no, we just have shit cattle. But it's good, at least, that they left out Broad and, and Anderson for the whole fucking series, didn't they? To bring in some new bowlers. Well, look, they need to blood. They need to blood some new talent. I While they've still got two of the greatest bowls of all time, just yeah, well, knocking about. Well, obviously for England, it's not about wins. No, and it's about blooding new losers. Yeah, that's clearly give what's losers about. a crack. That's let's their motto. Give losers, look, let's lose while giving losers a go. Ours is elite honesty, or it was under the late great Tussin Layer. <laughs> theirs is. <laughs> theirs is give losers a crack. Yeah, whilst losing. Whilst losing. So shout out to England for being as pathetic as 
We all knew you were. Yeah, you're a bunch of fucking losers giving losers a crack, and we love it. Eddie, as some of uh, the punters and dribblers may have noticed last week, um, you and I caught up with one of our good mates, Chums, um, UFC featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. Look, he's a dear friend. He's a dear friend. He's Um, a dear friend. You know, we had a good little laugh with him. We tricked him. He thought he choked me out. That video went global, essentially. One of the great videos, they were calling it. One of the funniest fucking... You really know, happy with that executions way, of you know a giggle and a, a dribble and a yarn that anyone's ever fun. seen um, it was good rocked him to his core thought he'd killed me but he took it well he did take it he well he took it like a featherweight champion of the world yeah you know took it like a champ took it like a champion genuinely though one of the most humble down to earth relaxed cool motherfuckers I've ever met yeah uh, just from a humble from humble beginnings becomes a champion but has remained humble that's it we, that we, chuffed, we 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 flew down whatever the road is eddie down to the gong down to his gym in warilla warilla would 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 dunga no i don't know we were there though we were there we went down there know that went down it's to like the gym 15 minutes south of wollongong thank you to ko and to ufc we do have a potty coming out with him in uh so his fights uh korean zombie uh, on the 10th of April. Sunday week. Sunday week. Windang. Windang. There we go. Windang Road or Windang. That was an ad from back in the day. Sorry for anyone who doesn't live in the Southern Highlands uh, or didn't in the 90s. Um, yeah, so he's fighting Korean Zombie 10th of April. We're down there. So we'll, his, the, the potty we did with him will drop the week that um, – was it next week? It'll drop next week. It'll drop next week. Um but, yeah, it was very cool, very fun, lovely to do. Hopefully do more UFC shit moving forward because, obviously, we're big dick riders for everything UFC. Did you watch Timmy Zoo yesterday? I missed it, but I watched the highlights. I watched it, and I was jaw to the floor, I was sure. Well, you mentioned me being like, bruh, Timmy just got dropped in the first. Dude, like, drop, Ooh. dropped. I was like, he Jimmy. got fucking cracked. We got caught. He got caught, all right, but... He got hit, but he, like he, he has a chin on him. He got back up and then sort of like he was clearly fucking rattled mm. and he was still – he got pounded a couple of times after he got up or at least the uh, old mate poured it on him a bit. But he still kind of came back in that round. You're like, Jesus Christ. I was like, oh, no, is this the one that everyone's been just – you know, we've been all on this Timmy Zoo hype train and he's going to get stopped in his US debut in the first round. I was just like, please, God. Oh, that would have been fucking devastating. Don't do this to me. Because he's been talking about going to America for the longest time. Well, but it's always the thing, right? You do your, your pound plumbers in Australia, then you go to the bright lights of the US and you take on some real motherfuckers. And, and things can change quick. Things can change Ask quick. Jeff Horn. Yeah. But they didn't change for Timmy Zoo. Well, he Timmy. just he just came back. He was just he was just brutal, and he just the, I don't again I don't I don't know enough to to give any real opinion. Everyone always talks about his power. I just haven't seen him. He landed a fucking some monster shots, and I just haven't seen him like flatline someone, mm. which I would love to see. But I just don't know whether and and leave comments. Let me know because I don't know. But is he a power guy or is he just a because he's got is is gas tank's fucking crazy he just walked forward the whole fight just poured it on him i was like getting tired watching it thinking like the other guy was like this guy will not fucking stop coming forward at me is that more his game or does he have power because i do like knockouts don't we all you know but that doesn't matter he won and i think he's now waiting for i think he's the mandatory for the next 
That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard he was a mandatory. Dior might be able to confirm that for us. There's two dudes who have got to fight. Uh, I think it's Jamel Charlo and someone else, but I could be wrong. But it's that they're fighting for all the belts. So next fight, if he if it does go the way, he'll be fighting for the undisputed. Oh really? I believe so. And his mandatory has to be him. I believe because so, they can yeah. be mandatories in different belts, belts and all that shit. So I don't know. So he's the mandatory challenger to Castano, the Argentinian dude. But it does say he has to wait until at least the middle of 2022 for a shot at the belt. Yeah, because they fight in June, I think. Castano and well, Charlo? he's got to wait till... Castano's fighting... F- it says February 26th. Uh, well, that doesn't make sense, does it? Maybe that was his last That fight, fight. might have been pushed. Who is he fighting in February 26th? Um, Charlo. Yeah, so that fight oh, so got that pushed, pushed to June, I think, because of an injury or something. Right, so then he's got to wait probably to the end of the year. Yep. Right, okay. Um, but that's fine. I mean, All it was, a, it was a brutal fucking fight. Like, they just, it's, again, I know I've said this, but it's just what a way to earn a living. It's just ridiculous. So these people are just getting the shit punched out of them. It's just like, ugh. Good on you. Well Good done. on you. Well done, um, Timmy. Good win. A lot of heart to come back from that first round knockdown and, and do the damn thing. That's right. Did we talk about Sonny Bill and Barry Hall last week? I don't know if we did talk about that, but that was... We, we recorded on Wednesday. It was mm. Wednesday night. Yeah, oh, that that's was, right. That was a... Uh, it was, you know what? It was It was everything that, that you, you could have asked be. for and more. Well, expected and more. Yeah. It was, it was cross-code, retiree. Yeah. Barry's almost 50. Sonny Bill looking fucking as hot as so ever. So good. Gets in there and absolutely murks Barry Hall. And you're watching going, oh, of course this is what's happening. Yes, of course. Of course he's dropped him inside of a minute twice. Like, of course that's what's going on. Sonny Bill looks fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Barry Hall. No disrespect. Like, he, like, hurt his ribs and his back and shit in SAS. Like, he was a mess in SAS, let alone in a ring, in a professional bout. With the former New Zealand heavyweight champion in Sonny Bill Williams. Just ridiculous from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, well done for getting 50 bucks out of us. Um, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. You know what? Because it, it, was, it was impressive. Um, there was some all right padding fights around it. Uh, Danny Green getting weirder and funnier as he gets older. Dude, bro. that was great. I love Danny Green as like a roving commentator with his long hair with now. I'm like, hair. Danny Green with long hair. A mullet? I had to mullet. And I think he just had it slicked back real nice. I like that slick back. Uh, George Cambosis Jr. was a nice touch. Oh, he's commentary. a weapon. He's a weapon across the board. Obviously, he can box his dick off, but, but he's, he's also just, cool and but he can he's talk. cool, bro. Yeah. You're like, oh, dude, you're an yeah. alpha. Yeah. You're really cool. You're a cool alpha dude. You, you're very cool and you're an alpha and that's making you cooler. Yeah, you're a cool alpha dude yeah. who's getting cool up because of how cool an alpha you already are. Um, <laughs> it's just you're in a cycle of coolness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your quit. coolness only increases exponentially because you're a cool dude who's I, alpha. I thought, Tom, at the start of the year that there would be no chance Galen would fight Sonny Bill Williams. I'm starting to think... There could be. This could be like a Christmas present for us all, like a December. Because they were like, you know, they were sort of, they had their moment after the fight where they talked. Yes, which was like, oh, is this like a Mayweather, Pacquiao moment? Well, Gal was there in head-to-toe sponsorship attire, which made me think that it was, well, not made me think, which clearly means that he was there for that moment after the fight. I'm here wearing like a fucking, some electrical some electricians or tradies or like truck company or, you know, demolition companies, t-shirt and hat Mm. at ringside. And then after Sonny wins, he comes down and they shake hands and they fucking, you know, how's it going? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. If they don't do it, it's one of the great 
just wall pool blue. Well, why balls. would you leave that much money on the table for what to, for what purpose? Yeah, I don't know. Like Sonny's back, he's getting more polished, so it's not like he's got ring rust. Give him one more fight and then make him fight at the end of the year, mm. and get all the tongues. Get wagging. all of the tongues flipping and flapping. If you aren't watching about even punters dribblers, just before we uh, get to. The dribbles. It's the number one betting show on earth. Obviously, we know that. But the lit, we like the ace up our sleeve that no one else has is Michael Pride. The rate at which he picks golf winners is fucking disgusting, and they're all paying like twenty five bucks plus. Yeah, he picked the last the win the last two weeks, <laughs> and I think he picked one a couple of weeks before. Yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, it's ridiculous. And it's also the most fun show. Well, it's obviously a fun betting show, which is a, uh, a difference. But to also be able, obviously, you pair three dribblers like you, me, and Sebo with a pro, with a pro, and I mean hilarity ensues. We are almost into our new set, our new studio as well, and about even obviously getting a facelift there. So all exciting things to come. David, should we get to dribbling my bra? I think we should. Tom, Eddie, Dior. Hunters and dribblers, it's a stats man. Don Bradman's test career was interrupted by World War II. When he resumed playing after the war, aged over 35, he played 15 more test matches and averaged 105 per innings. Usman's Khawaja's recent return into the test team has been after his 30th birthday. Khawaja has played five tests so far, and he's averaging 125 per innings. Be seen. Love that stat. Wow. Statsman's a motherfucker, dude. I love Statsman, dude. I love it when he calls up so much. I wish, like, he usually calls in, but I want him to call in every week. Yeah. Because uh, I can't get enough of that. But also, I think he picks his time well. Because, I mean, if he came in every time, maybe we wouldn't appreciate him. Maybe he'd come with some dumb stats. That's a good stat. It's a ripper stat. 125. Wow. We were, we were gassing up Usman just before, so, you know, I got it based on vibe, but it's good to have it backed up with some numbers. Tommy Tobler, if you're listening, brah, turn that into a little stats title card, like a stats card. We can put that up. Nice. On we go. Hey, gents, the resident shark dribbler, a.k.a. the first and only liquid dribbler to ever leave a fucking video fame. Lovely words you spoke about the sharkies on the Monday pod. Uh, we would love to be your second favourite team, but I just want to make one thing abundantly clear. We don't want that fat oath as a PM as our supporter either. I was at the game on Saturday, and as soon as that moron came onto the big screen, people started hurling abuse at him. Well, so much so that if it was me copping it, I'd probably start to cry. If you get the chance, go to Shark Park. Even if it's the shittest game of rugby league, it's still worth a trip to see him get abused because oh, it's a good time. Really hope any changes teams can suit, I don't know, a Tigers, some loser club, I don't know. Anyway, be soon. Ingrid Mac is never. Well, he's a man of the people, we know that. Mm. Um, look, he is your number one supporter, and there's nothing that you can do about that. No. Doesn't mean you've got a shit side or that you aren't ripping a tan or that Nico isn't hot. Doesn't mean any of those things. All but. it means is. He's your number one supporter. Yep. So, Scomo, a huge Sox fan. Um, he loves rugby league football. Oh, well, apparently. He gets it. Yeah, he's a huge rugby league he fan. He gets it. He just gets yeah, it. Yeah, he does. 
So, you know. Look, is he a big, fat, useless gimp? Yes, all those things are true. But is he still your number one fan? Yes, yes. he is. He'll never be able to shake that until he's not PM. When he's not PM, who gives a fuck? Nah, he'll still be there. But who gives a fuck at that point? You he, know what I mean? It means less, but he'll still always be your number one ticket holder. But, you know, you assume once he loses in the next election, assuming he does, uh, that the camera won't pan to a big fat gimp like that every time he's at the ground. It'll pan. It'll still pan. But you know what? He probably won't even go anymore because he's like, he's only using it as some like... Prime Minister is like, you're still always an ex-Prime Minister. Yes, I know. But some are probably more revered than others. I don't imagine this guy's going to be, you know, like... If Julia Gillard rocked up to a game of footy, that pan to her. Yeah, maybe they would. Maybe they would. I think she's a Western Bulldogs fan. Anyway, let's move on. Your Dave, Tommy Tobler, Eddie, Tom, this is a slong dribbler, slong time listener, slong time caller, never got on the show, boys. Boys, I got a phone call today. I, I live in uh, Lismore, flood rubbish Lismore, um, and um, as you know, there been some floods recently, and the government declared a natural disaster zone and all that kind of shit. Been, um, you know, been getting word in the community that what's going on is... Um, a lot of people from outside the community are changing their addresses on Centrelink uh, to the Lismore region so they can get their Centrelink disaster claims. Anyway, boys, got a, got a phone call today from Centrelink and they're saying, you know, that they uh, this person has um, changed their address to my address today and that they feel that, you know, it could be fraudulent, blah, blah, and they, they stated the name of the person and didn't really click to me. They said that the name Edward Simpson. And I'm like, no, I don't know him, I don't know him, must be, you know, must be the call up trying to get the money, blah, blah, you know, and hang up on the phone call. Then, um, you know, click me a little bit later. Bloody Edward Simpson, Edward Simpson, Ed Simpson, Ed Simpson, bloody Eddie Simpson. I'm wondering, it can't be bloody Eddie Simpson from the Hello Sport podcast, it can't be. Surely the Beck's paid his bills or, you know, he hasn't done his whole pay on the... On the uh, on the pokies over the weekend, surely it's not had any sense from the Hello Sport podcast. Anyway, um, Eddie, if it's you, mate, and you, you need a few dollars, <laughs> mate, I'm here to help if, if, if you need it. If it's you, you know, come to the address you put down on the settling form. Bring some rabbit's ears, a rabbit's tail, and in your jocks. If you come to the address that you put down on the settling form. Come in the bedroom and get down on all fours and say, Rabbit 13 plus. I might be able to give you a few dollars. Anyway, boys, be soon. Gigs up. Yeah, you've been caught. Been caught red handed. Gigs up. Um, uh, he's happy not to tell anyone, though, as long as it sounds like you go and suck him off <laughs> at his house in Lismore. And tell him, mainly, and tell him fucking Rabbit's 13 yeah. plus. That's. Fucking disgraceful though that people are doing that. It's, um, like, how do you think you'd get away with that? Maybe people are getting away with it. I don't know. But, like, just there's a, like, there's a couple of things. There's like a, a few ways to look at it. Like, it's obviously disgraceful behavior to change your address so you can try to get fucking money from people who actually need it. And then there's also a side where you're like, I wonder whether, like, how bad someone's situation got to be where they need to do that to get money. And I'm not saying that both are true. Like, 
Do you know what I mean? There is something where I'm like, if if you were doing it right, you're a great piece of shit. Like if that was a you know, because you don't need it. But like if someone else is like, well, I'm actually just fucking you know, my natural disaster is just my life, mm. and like I can't afford to do anything. And then someone else doing that, it just is sort of like a, it's all sad. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's still pretty fucking low, bro. Um, so shout out to the Edward Simpson that's, that's running that racket. Dragging your good name mm. through the mud. Look, I can't be responsible for all, for all Edward Simpsons. No. I don't know how many there would be in Australia. Off the top I, I of used the head. to, growing up, think that I was the only Tom Birmingham in the world. And then Facebook comes <laughs> along and you just Google your name you're like, or you Facebook your name. You're like, oh, okay. I wonder how many would there be in Australia, Edward Simpsons. 500,000? Well, when you Google Edward Simpson, you're the fir- your LinkedIn profile is the first that comes up. Yeah, but, I'm, yeah, yeah. but I mean, give me some of that, bro. Look at you. You know what Look I mean? Look at you. You know what Look I mean? Look at you. You know what I mean? Um, uh, there's, a, there's a Dr. Edward Simpson at the Australian National University researching nuclear reactions and their applications. Dude, yeah, we should can. try find people with our same names who are interesting and like hit them up. Can you yeah. see if anyone else is called Tom Birmingham? Who's, like, who's, Thomas you know, or Tom? What do you what do you rock? Well, I think if you're Thomas or Tom, you're you, you're in. I don't give a shit. I'm Thomas. I'm also Tom. You're Edward. You're also Eddie. Like, yeah, sure. I want to meet this nuclear guy. Yeah, that guy sounds interesting. I bet I don't have anyone cool like that. But then also, would I want to meet the guy running this fucking flood f- emergency flood racket? You know what? You probably pro- not. You probably don't want to meet that guy. It's probably already a bit tough. I think we steer clear of anyone who's not doing anything like nuclear fusion. You know, like that's cool. I will say this just to, you know, let down gracefully that dribbler who called in. I won't be coming to your house with uh, bunny ears bunnies or bunny tails or something to suck you off and talk about Rabbitohs 13 plus. Sorry, bro, I won't be having many 13 plus. Uh, Eddie, Tom, uh, fuck you, Dior. Uh, just sitting here watching the Gold Coast Canberra game. Um, I'm just looking at the scoreboard. It looks a bit off. Something's not right. I'm a bit, uh, bit disappointed with Fox League this year. Three rounds in and just wondering, are you boys... Uh, oh, good intercept. Are you boys um, pro counting down from 40 to zero or are you boys pro counting up from zero to 40? Personally, I'm zero to 40. Not a fan of the um, 40 to zero, but let us know, eh? Shot, boys. We're 40 to zero... Wait, we can't, you count down? Okay, listen. We count down because KO counts down. Correct. Great point. I will say this. Firstly, this guy might be the least observant person in human history because that changed at least a year or two ago. Maybe three years ago. Secondly, when it did happen, we were initially pissed off, I think, but then I realised that who gives a fuck and I kept on living my life. Then I remembered I like space and they count down before rockets launch, so... Yeah, and know. I realised that I like to have sort of some just freed up bandwidth in my brain well, no, you know to what? care Tom, about things Tom, that actually matter. Tom likes food, so he likes seeing a microwave, which is heating up his, you know, pizza, pizza pockets. He likes to see that come down to zero. Yeah, yeah. As an anticipation builds. Holy shit, that pizza pocket is yeah. moments away. Moments away. It was minutes away, now it's now moments, it's moments away. away. Now it's seconds away. Now, eh, yeah. done. That's why the big fella likes counting down. Yeah. I'm space, he's pizza pockets. Listen, I didn't get to speak for myself there, but Eddie is, he's not wrong. <laughs> On we go. Pizza Pocket's a weird call, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, boys. You'd love Pizza Pocket, too. Uncircumcised. Too hot inside. You'd love them. Um, 
long-time listener, first-time caller. I uh, just thought, listening to the uh, about Evan Pod, he's mentioned Daniel Ricciardo. Um, reach out as well, Dan. But I don't think there is a bigger Magoo on the face of the earth than Daniel Ricciardo. Ooh, Every take. time he's on a camera and on that drive to survive, I just cringe at the levels of Magoo he produces. Wow. What are your boys thoughts? Uh, power to win the comp forever. Manly to suck forever also. Um, yeah. Really Cheers, boys. Slaying us with those calls there. Uh, dude, anti-Danny Ricardo rhetoric is serious hot take central, like, uh, to areas. That That's a very hot take. Like... From my perspective, he's like he's got a bit about him. He's he's not a bland vanilla fucking European intense sort of loser. Weird dude. Like, yeah, okay, maybe he could wear a bit thin on you if you weren't that way inclined. I, I can go along with that. I like it. Mm. I like that he's a bit weird and quirky and fucking different and like doesn't give the same vanilla loserous answers he's also hot as fuck mm-hmm. he's got a great smile he used to be quick he's not quick anymore but he used to be quick he's won some he's won some races he won some races that's look if that's got if that's it if that's it for him that he's just going to be you know he's going to win some races he's going to be funny and have good teeth and a good smile then that's and it made shit loads of money shit loads of money then that's what we got for it's what we got out of him did we think that he was going to be a world champ yeah we did Maybe that's not on the cards for Danny Rick anymore. But you know what? As long as he keeps it entertaining, jags a couple of podiums or a win here and there, maybe never again with how slow he is. But, you know, like <laughs> potentially. Look, as long great. as he's on the grid, it's possible. If he's on the grid, then you're in with a shot. That's what they always say. But as you look, mate, thanks for the hot take. Mm. But a hot take it is. Oh, it's hot. Piping hot. Pizza pocket in a fucking microwave. <laughs> that's been left in a minute too long. Way too long. Burn your face off. Core of the earth stuff. On we go. One more. Maybe hey, two. Tom, Eddie, do you all please play this as it is uh, being played in reality? Uh, so Tom may or may not remember that he did see Schmicker on the weekend. Uh, check his phone. He did get a photo with him. He may not remember it. <laughs> but didn't. anyways, so my dad is Schmicko, and he has reason to believe that Tom and Eddie's uh, podcast recent podcasts, especially relating to the ones that have to do with Schmicko, have been in in form of a malicious attack on Schmicko, saying that he's old, he can't play, he can't bowl, and all that kind of stuff. Where me and my brother know, who also play with Schmicko, that these are, these are just one-offs. They don't, they don't uh, mirror his performances in other games. They've purely just been a one-off performance where he's bold shit and you've, you've, you've seen the rest. So we just want to prove to my dad, Shmiko, that these are not malicious attacks. They're just how the podcast performs and we'd love to see you guys to, to back us up here because Shmiko just does not believe it and we just wanted to see the, the lighter side of it and... Uh, Enjoy the podcast for what it is. Thanks, mm, boys. Bye. Mm, mm. Listen, listen. We love Schmicko, and I'd completely forgotten that I saw him, but I did see him. That was when I was pushing the boat out mm-hmm. hard on the weekend. I will go and find that photo of Schmicko and I breaking bread, much like Sean Penn and El Chapo. Schmicko, listen, 
you are old. That's just no disrespect. You're an older gentleman. And when we played, the only time we played, I did pound you for 50-odd runs off 18, or, yeah, off 18 balls-ish. They took a photo of me and shit, put it up on the last man standing. They were like, they were, I was being celebrated for pounding you into the ground. Those things are true. But it's not about a malicious attack. I fucking love Schmicker. We're always getting videos of him like out with the boys, having a good time. The I can't remember the fucking team name, but all good dudes. We, we had a bit of a yarn to him on the weekend. No anti-Schmicko, no malicious shit, just having a laugh. Apologies if you're offended, Schmicko. Definitely not the intention. The intention was merely to talk about my heroics and heroics they were. Look, at the end of the day, if your boys are correct and you can bowl a couple and you can bat a bit, happy to be proven, we're not proven wrong, but happy to glow that up. Yeah. Happy to, happy to glow up the fact that you can land a couple and you can bat a bit. I think they're actually that. playing in the grand final potentially. So Schmicko clearly must do something. But I, I've never, I've never met you. I've seen you my fucking goddamn life. I wouldn't be able to spot you even if a billion dollars was on the line. Mm. So I've got no dog in this fight. All I know is that Tom Panager, and that's what that's the that's the version of events I've been, you know. That is that, that's you know, my version of yeah, events. There are two truths here. There can be two truths. Yeah. My experience was that I pounded a man so deep into the earth's core that it's lucky he survived that it's lucky he survived there may be other truths where that was a one-off performance and particularly that bad usually one. does the pounding and that schmicko usually a pounder now when we played him again i wasn't playing so i haven't seen a schmicko of consequence yeah i'd love to both and can be true both i wish nothing true. but the best for you and the team whose fucking name I can't is remember. It, is it the Radbacks or is it, no. Con- it Connolly CC? No. They're who's playing in the finals. Okay, well then they lied about making the grand final on the weekend, but whatever. Whatever. Shout out to Schmicko. Love Schmicko. No anti-Schmicko rhetoric. We're celebrating Schmicko. But Schmicko, you must know that when we played, you and I, when we faced each other, I bested you. And, and that's I, all she wrote. And that's all she wrote. I pounded you into the earth. Thanks for the call, bro. Thanks for the call. Shout out to Schmicko. Love Schmicko. Shout out to everyone. Is that us? Hell of a show. Hell of a show. Shout out to the punter. Shout out to the dribbler. Yep. Um, especially the dribblers this week. Shout out to you. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. And the dribblers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dribblers. Love you all, mate. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.